Good evening, America. Good evening, America. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome, welcome, welcome. How is everyone doing tonight? I hope everyone is doing well out there in the great world around us and in this great nation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, edition number late night of The Sea Report. Uh, today is Thursday, Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Don't want to get ahead of myself like I quite often do. And welcome to another edition of the Sea Report. Coming to you guys a little bit later tonight than I normally would. Uh, have, uh, I've set for myself a 7.30 schedule. Let me tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, well, you know, uh, I had, uh, I had quite a busy day today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and so, uh, it got me on the air just a little bit later than I normally would, but, uh, to no, uh, to no, uh, to no avails, ladies and gentlemen, we're here <laughs> uh, because there are no avails to be had. But anyhow, welcome into the Sea Report. I am your host, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Cossidis. And, uh, today again, as I said, is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. And, uh, well, welcome, my friends. All right, guys. So we had a busy day today here over at the C-Studios. I was actually over in the Capitol this afternoon of the state of Texas. That is where I hail from, down in uh, the regions of San Antonio, Texas. That's where we're broadcasting live from at this point, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so anyhow, so uh, down at the Capitol today, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, was watching the proceedings for the Speaker of the House and the swearing in of our Texas state representatives. It was the first day of the 88th legislative session, ladies and gentlemen. And so, well, uh, when you're traveling by bus, ladies and gentlemen, and your bones are just old and rickety. You gotta take a hot soak sometimes. So, you know, I was like, well, you know, we're going to be on a little bit later tonight, but you know what? Some people are just getting ready for work, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, well, you know, I don't mean like just getting ready for work. I mean, you know, they'll probably go in like at midnight or something like that. But, you know, uh, someone's going to want to hear this somewhere around the world at this time of day or not. I don't know. But if you're joining us live at Twitch, Rumble, Foxhole, Pill.net, Clout Hub, welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, here is a late night edition of the Sea Report. What other show would it be, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Anyhow, guys, no, I wanted to get some news in, of course, because yesterday we went back on the air. It was our first show back on for 2023, ladies and gentlemen, entering into our third season. So uh, I wanted to, you know, make sure that we had a little bit of what was that we talked about yesterday? follow through ladies and gentlemen so you know uh if you are any part of my audience for any amount of the last few years that we've been on the air then you know i'm gonna come at you with one of those well you know i was born late and then everyone's gonna scratch their head and say like what are you talking about mr c but you know you know i mean for you know for great reasons i think today was actually quite an interesting day ladies and gentlemen you know we actually might talk a little bit of texas politics here at the start of today's show although rest assured ladies and gentlemen this is not lone star state news that show monday wednesday friday 2 p.m. Central Time. That's Texas time, ladies and gentlemen. That's when you can catch the uh, majority of our Texas news as we uh, make every attempt to clean that backyard, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as euphemistic as that might sound, eh, like even like draining that swamp, 
ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know, that's what we're talking about. So, uh, but anyhow, guys, you know, I'll be a little bit long on it. I'll be a little bit short on it. You know, we're doing this at what, uh, at 10.50 at night show. Uh, you know, RC reports will run at least two hours. I've got a lot to talk about. I've got a lot to say. I will say, though, for a fact that um, tomorrow, of course, we will do, be doing an episode of Lone Star State News. It is our Wednesday show. So we'll be doing that indeed. I'm pretty sure we'll be doing a C-Report also. I will be back at the Capitol on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because all of these proceedings are happening, ladies and gentlemen, in my 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 home state here in my home. And, uh, you know, it's rather fascinating uh, to myself. Uh, some of the things that, you know, I see, you know, we had the House Speaker a thing going. I mean, that, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. It was about swearing in all of our, uh, you know, representatives, our 88th sessionist representatives, ladies and gentlemen, they're not secessionists. No, they're, they're quite sessionists. And um, that was interesting. You know, I, I'd never seen such a thing, ladies and gentlemen, I'd never seen such a thing in my life, but you know what? It was a marvelous experience uh, amongst marvelous people if I do say so myself, ladies and gentlemen, but most of all, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to really feel uh, the essence of the uh, of the procession, you know, you know, you say something like proceedings, right? But it's a procession, you know, we're watching the death of our nation, ladies and gentlemen, and it's starting in my backyard of all places. You know, how is your backyard doing? You know what I mean? Because like, I'm just like, you know, I'm watching every single, uh, well, you know, there's, it's at least to be expected of, of part of the house, right? In the state of Texas, because though we're not a super majority, you know, we are a majority conservative Republican. You know, if you're going by the political party, you know, as one does, right? The Republican party is the majority party here in the state of Texas. I mean, even though that's part of the design, it is also the fact okay and so you know watching the death of your nation at the hands of your state is just it's 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 quite you know it could be overwhelming if you were not amongst such high-spirited and lovely individuals ladies and gentlemen <laughs> You could be overwhelmed, you know, you know, at least there was a balance, I would have to say, I would say, you know, when the nation is as awake as it is right now, okay, when the grassroots and you guys see I'm like stabbing at my camera, right? Like, that's exactly how exciting this was for me. But when the nation is awake, as it is right now, when people are as aware as it is right now, you know, it is it is quite exciting, you know, it is quite exciting. And uh, I gotta say, um, that was something to experience. You know, we are living history right now, you know, and, and I just watched the death of my nation at the hands of my state today, ladies and gentlemen, today, you know, when I have uh, the, the, um, the uh, well, you know, it, it's to be expected, you know, the expected Marxists of the house, you know, uh, you know, a, a couple of them, you know, who were out there, actually, they kept saying, we're here to second, we're here to second, we're here to second. I was like, why don't you say we're here to third, we're here to fourth, we're here to fifth, we're here to sixth. 
you know, did they get up to seven? I don't know. I wrote down everything. And, but you know, the thing about it is like, it was also being live streamed at the time. So, you know what you could have been watching it, ladies and gentlemen, anyways, no, I'm just playing with you guys. No, it was being live streamed. Um, but as I was saying, guys, just watching the entire process play out and watching the entire house sell out, save three individuals, right? Three individuals who also happen to be the individual who was running for who was running in opposition to our House Speaker, and then also uh, two individuals who first, uh, you know, nominated and second, uh, you know, um, the opposition to the House Speaker. And you know, at this point, actually, on you know Tuesday, January tenth, you could say that yes, Dave Phelan was a House Speaker because they decided that a month ago door meeting of the GOP caucus that caucus 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 ladies and gentlemen there is that word again I you know that word is so dirty you know every time I say it, I want everyone to put a bar of soap in their mouth ladies and gentlemen because it is such a nasty word GOP caucus 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 I'm gonna keep on saying it guys it's a gang of lawmakers who will make you do their bidding and you know if it's like that at the state level how is it on the national level you know uh, I, I actually had heard a very, very, very strikingly interesting interview, and we're going to take it from the Texas level, the local level, my backyard, up unto the national level now. Okay. I had heard a very interesting and striking interview. Uh, well, you know, actually, it wasn't an interview. It was a conversation. It was a conversation between Greg Phillips, who works in conjunction with True the Vote and has been working with them since, whew, you know, quite some time. And also uh, Trump lawyer Christina Bob, you know, and they were talking about, if I can remember the essence of that conversation, about the RNC in, in, in regards to elections and processes in the state of New Jersey. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm studying my local level, right? So uh, what's going on up there in New Jersey with the RNC? I guess this was maybe back in the 80s, you know, or, or and it carried through, you know, to the 90s and the 2000s, the new millennia, etc. I was like, whoa, we got to return to this. OK, we have to come back and look at this because, you know, looking at my state house and looking at the Republican Party and then and then, you know, going along the lines of the Constitution, etc. What is the GOP caucus? OK, it is a gang of lawmakers and reading those bylaws is quite provoking, ladies and gentlemen, to use a word that merits the strength. To read the bylaws of that gang of lawmakers is quite provoking. And, you know, when I look at it and then I begin to understand that this is one of those uh, vice grips that they use against well-intended lawmakers who just want to do the will of their constituents. This is what scares us away, ladies and gentlemen, when you have a gang of lawmakers called the GOP caucus, 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 you know, just pushing their weight around and dare I say man spreading? I mean, caucus, caucus, caucus. Okay. I mean, it's 11 o'clock at night. I know I just said that's central time, Texas time, by the way, I know I just said, ladies and gentlemen, that some of you guys are just getting ready for work, but you, and you don't want to hear caucus, caucus, caucus first thing when you're getting up for work. Okay. <laughs> but you know, it's been a long day. It's been a good day. Uh, and you know, it was quite, you know, you would think that someone be when someone would be quite squashed, demoralized, demeaned, destroyed. You know, what, what are the five D's? Deceived, deception, destroyed, uh, infiltrate. Anyways, no, but like, so as I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, to see those proceedings and to know, I mean, I was like, they all called themselves out, guys. They all called themselves out. 
Uh, there was so much more to it, you know, in the fine detail, right? Like, you know, for example, um, when we were when we were leading up to this vote of the House Speaker, ladies and gentlemen, when we were leading up to this vote, and we're we're going back down to the state level. Sorry, guys, come back down to me to Texas, please. Okay, we're going back to Texas. Okay, so when we were uh, when we were leading up, this is actually, guys, Lone Star State News meets the Sea Report. Sorry, you're going to get some Lone Star State News at the head of today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, because I got a few things to say, and then we're going to get some Trump truths, and then I got some more things to say about elections. Okay, so anyways, so. Uh, getting back into the conversation, the, the very fine, minute detail, like when we're leading up to this day, January 10th, yes, we're still within an hour here at Central Time, I can still say it is this day where they have elected a bona fide rhino. You know, I have to say, the thing about it is when we're talking about Dade Phelan, okay, the bona fide rhino of Texas, who is the House Speaker, you know, he, he is a man of his word, okay, you know, I was like, you know, credit work credit is due. The man has never minced his words. He says, I don't believe in election fraud. They are election deniers. Okay. Maybe he's never used the phrase election deniers. I've never heard him or read him say it, but maybe he has in the annals of Texas history somewhere. Who knows? They're probably going to be marked down, right? Kofefe. Anyways. So as we were saying, well, you know, Kofefe actually does not apply to a Texas house speaker. All right. Um, so as we were saying, ladies and gentlemen, with the Texas House Speaker in regards to all of these things, he's never minced his words. He's always said, I didn't see any voter suppression in, in Harris County in, in 2022 midterms. He said that, okay? He's never minced his words. He is a man of his words. He has said, ladies and gentlemen, well, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk with the Democrats about abortion after we've passed the abortion laws here in Texas, and after we had Roe v. Wade turned over, Dade Phelan says to the head of the Texas Tribune which is a Marxist bit rag here in Texas. And they're also probably like the head of the globalist media here in the state of Texas, right? You know, uh, he says to him, yeah, we're going to talk with Democrats in 2023, 2024 about abortion. That's the last thing you want to hear from a supposedly conservative person, but you got to give credit where credit is due. And you know, maybe it's just the feeling fever, right? He probably really loved this too. Stroking that ego, right? Feeling, you know, like, so it's just the feeling fever, right? You know, I have to say too, because there was an immense amount of like 16 to 20 year old boys running around in suits in that place. And I was like, what is going on here? Are we having like a Catholic boy, uh, like a day out at the Capitol or something like that? But I think most of them worked there, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, anyways, getting getting back to the point, ladies and gentlemen, getting back to the point, okay? <laughs> what an interesting day I had today at the Texas Capitol. It was jam-packed. It was jam-packed. It was so heartening to see so many people there engaged. And, you know, they we could not go into the peanut gallery. I say that because, well, you know, the peanut gallery, guys. It was the gallery above, okay? I won't disrespect my house that much, okay? It was the peanut butter, peanut butter. No, just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> I made it worse, didn't I? Uh, anyways, guys, so as I was saying, as I was saying, um... Uh, to be in the overflow and in, in, in the theaters, ladies and gentlemen, it was, it was actually a better place to be. You really got the sense of how the people felt. You know what I mean? You really felt uh, because they were screaming. You know, I was like, all right, well, I'm in the right place. You know, I can like hiss at the screen and like I could, you know, someone was all rhino and I, <laughs> everyone started laughing. That was amazing. 
right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are living history, you know, and uh, the people are awake and watching. Everyone's looking at these false proceedings going on and wondering what the heck's going on. And, you know, I don't doubt that half of these little church boys that run around working for them are probably like thinking the same thing. Like, what are these guys doing? They're selling out the state and everyone's looking at them and everyone's watching them. And some people are making fun of them, too. Right, Dade Felon? Anyways, you know, anyone who decides that they don't need to relitigate um, decriminalizing election fraud might as well be a felon because they are aiding and abetting the enemies of this nation and the enemies of this state. And that is exactly what Dade Phelan has done. And that is exactly what 143 to 147 of the members of Congress in the United States of America of the state of Texas. Sorry, guys, I went all the way back up to the national level, didn't I? Um, that is where my blood pressure went. Okay, I apologize. In the state of Texas, all right, in the Republic of Texas, 143 to 147 possibly have voted to have a man like Dave Phelan, a known rhino who does not mince his words, who right in your face says, I will not relitigate election fraud in the state of Texas. I will talk to the Democrats about abortion, even though Roe v. Wade was turned over, even though, ladies and gentlemen, even though the state of Texas passed these abortion laws before Roe v. Wade was even turned over. This man should never have been elected to state speaker again. And someone will tell me, well, someone will tell me, and actually not even one person that will tell me. I've had many people tell me, well, it's not smart to challenge the House speaker. Well, balls to that, ladies and gentlemen. We need to know who these people are, and they are showing us exactly who, ladies and gentlemen. They are showing us exactly who they are. And if they say, oh, well, you're going to play chess and not checkers because you know what? Well, that's, you know, it depends on what kind of game you're playing. Are you playing a game of self-gain, for example? Because if you're going to sit there and tell me, well, you want to play checkers when you're the house speaker, what are you trying to say? You just want to know how to maneuver and manipulate people so that you can advance your own agenda or your own personal gain and wealth that does not fly in the United States of America. And they should never have been in that position for that reason at all. And anyone who is there for the power of the money or any of the glamour, of the glory, they should not be in that place. And if that is what you're talking about, chess and checkers, oh, well, we have to make friends with the Democrats and allow them to run this business here. When we have a conservative majority, we're going to put them in charge. Makes absolutely no sense, ladies and gentlemen. So it was a very interesting day today. And, you know, you know, being able to meet uh, some of the individuals that I met today and uh, really get to learn a thing or two uh, about the locale, ladies and gentlemen, uh, was very, very insightful. Uh, it was also very synchronistic and it was invaluable. Ladies and gentlemen, I could tell you that for a fact. Um, so uh, there's no telling where this will go, you know, in the end. It, it was a very interesting energy running through those hallways. Uh, I mean, it's something unlike which I've never experienced before. Uh, it's very much something home, uh, something to write home about, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, at least if you're paying attention. Uh, but so um, with that said, I would say uh, definitely tune into Lone Star State News tomorrow. You know, we're planning to do a Cornyn thing tomorrow uh, for Lone Star State News, uh, but we'll see where that goes. And just in light of a lot of the information, it's almost like when I was thinking about it, ladies and gentlemen, like almost like it was a little bit of um a ripoff because you know uh, there were so there was so much valuable insight coming out of my state and i'm not saying oh the state of texas you know texans like to gloat okay so get over it all right <laughs> 
if there's one thing we Texans like to do, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, uh, but any as 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 I was saying, you know, it's like the, some of the valuable information, you know, like some of the things that like others may not be aware of, like when we're talking about the elections, you know, and uh, there was just this uh, marvelous lawsuit that was written up by uh, some individuals here in the state of Texas. I actually found the lawsuit on a Telegram channel from Tory says, and. They had it was in I don't know the state of this lawsuit, to be honest with you guys. You know, I have individuals in my family that work in litigation, but unfortunately, they don't have access to the northern district of Texas. Right. And uh, I don't have access to any of the channels that would allow me to, like, uh, ask questions. But um, anyways, guys, so, you know, I was you know, trying to find some of the information. on this. I don't know if this lawsuit was actually filed or if that was just like a draft redacted, etc. You know, um, but there were enough litigants on that you know, a lawsuit. Uh, and so that I'm not being so cryptic. The lawsuit was a lawsuit against uh, the unlawful and unconstitutional elections that transpire here in the state of Texas, uh, which I found out some more interesting information towards my locale here in my uh, in my own backyard, not just, you know, statewide, but, you know, here in my own county. Uh, so that was very interesting to note. But, you know, uh, the insights that come from a lawsuit that was penned by these Texans, uh, they were from Collin County. They were from Dallas County. They were from, you know, they were from counties around uh, uh, many that were affected. Uh, well, you know, Hayes County, Travis County, you know, many people, uh, individuals, even Bear County was listed, ladies and gentlemen, and, and many people were sued, including like the county judge here, Nelson Wolf, right? And let's talk about Harris County, right? I mean, uh, as we shared with you guys yesterday in Harris County, we have 19 challenges to the 2022 midterm elections. You know, uh, that is something that will be seen through, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if we're going to be pragmatically optimistic, you know, there's a there's a fat chance, you know. <laughs> But we're going to be optimistic, ladies and gentlemen, because we have not had this. Um, well, you know, I say that we have not had this massive amount of voter suppression in the past. Right. But, you know, in 2020, it happened in Fulton County, Georgia. It happened in Atlanta. You know what we saw in, Mar in Maricopa County, Arizona and in Harris County, Texas happened in Fulton County, Georgia in 2020, where you had the long lines and, you know, I don't know if it went as far as the paper running out and, and, you know, the, uh, and it being in, in Republican strongholds, but you know what, what I have read, that was the case, you know? So when they started having people like, um, you know, stand in the gap, stakey Abrams. Okay. And I'm only saying that cause she's gap tooth, right? Uh, talking about voter suppression and then you had companies like coca-cola going woke and trying to uh inflict like tariffs against the state of georgia it's kind of like what are you talking about like that is not voter suppression because you want an identification are you ridiculous you know the thing about it is is that people do not understand that it is actually ladies and gentlemen like uh, it's identity theft Right. Was that not like one of those aha moments? I mean, literally it is, you know, you know, our vote is a contract. It is a legally binding contract. Why do we not view it like our last will and testament, ladies and gentlemen? It should be actually much more valuable than that. If you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, it's representative of our freedom, our liberty. It's, it's symbolic of what we stand for as a nation. And if we're going to let that get thrown by the wayside because we allow these corruptible machines to 
to be corrupted by individuals who who knows what their means to their ends is. Actually, you know what? We've seen what some of their means to their ends is, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a good thing. You know, it's not a good thing anyways. It's not a good thing, at least in what I've seen. But that does not mean, ladies and gentlemen, for a minute that just because it can be identified as such that it cannot be changed, you know, and and that is something that I think we need to follow on. OK, so anyways, guys, welcome to the show. We're going to get to um, uh, some Trump truths here in just a sec. And then uh, we're going to do some other things. So I hope you all are doing well tonight. I'm about to go ahead and check on in and see what is going on out there. I don't know what's going on out there. I don't normally go on about this time at night. So I don't know what the audience looks like, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I might be able to suspect. But the C-Report does not normally air this late. Let me tell you what. Oh, my goodness. I just saw this um, picture that I posted over at pill.net. And um, it was a, a photograph of the – it was a photograph, ladies and gentlemen, of the sixth secretary of state for Governor Abbott. And I say that because he's had six secretaries of state now. Now, I think that this – because Abbott is probably going to try and one, run for president in uh, – probably not in 2024 20, – no, I don't think I don't think Abbott would run for president in 2024, but it would make sense to me that after six secretaries of state hightailing it under Greg Abbott, that he would probably hightail it when you get the secretary of state that's probably actually going to work the four year term that she's supposed to work as secretary of state. We're talking, of course, about Jane Nelson, ladies and gentlemen. She's a former senator, and I should have had a picture for her ready for you guys. I apologize about that, but she is a former. Uh, she's a former senator for the state of Texas. Uh, she served for 30 years, ladies and gentlemen, 30 years. It requires the Senate of Texas in order to appoint, I mean, sorry, to uh, approve ladies and gentlemen, approve the secretary of state for the state of Texas because the secretary of is a Okay. So uh, interestingly enough, it's appointed. It's not elected. We need to fix that, right? Uh, they have not served, many of these secretaries of state serve about a year to two years max. Okay. I mean, that's kind of the going average. When you have 48 governors for your state, ladies and gentlemen, and you have 116, 116 secretaries of state. I mean, you guys know I've talked about this before, right? I mean, my you guys have heard me talk about this before. You know, we have 116. I'm pretty sure John Scott was 115. Okay. I'm pretty sure he was 115. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm totally fallible. It's totally okay. And, uh, but you know, we have, uh, we have now Jane, Senator Jane Nelson, conservative Republican appointed by Abbott. Now, for some reason, none of the uh, secretary, no, 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 I take that back. At least the last two secretaries of state by Abbott were not able to be appointed or uh, um, I'm sorry, approved by the state Senate. And so I guess in the papers, like, you know, you know, like the, uh, what is that? The Texas Tribune. It, it'll say something like, oh, well, you know, the Senate never approved Ruth Hughes. And I think I saw her today. I was like, is that Ruth Hughes or is that the former justice? I was one of the two. I was like, whoa. I was, <laughs> I was like, your name's on a lawsuit, girl. Anyways, um, so what was I saying? Uh, 
<laughs> that was interesting. I know that was either her. It was either Ruth Hughes or it was Eva Guzman. It was one of those two cats. I mean, they. Uh, I apologize. It was either the former Secretary of State number four under Abbott, Ruth Hughes, or it was the former uh, Supreme Court Justice of Texas. I don't remember if it was criminal or the other one, uh, but she stepped down so that she could run against A.G. Paxton. They ran some heavy hitters against Attorney General Ken Paxton, ladies and gentlemen. You think it's easy in the state of Texas? You know, I actually found it interesting also that you don't really see a lot of Texas state representatives on the national national scene. I think that's for a reason, ladies and gentlemen, is because they're all bamboozling everybody. It's every single one. The Democrats are communist Marxists and the Republicans, the God knows what the heck these guys are. You know, like they're all out for themselves, you know, and that's why it's, it's interesting. You know, if you were to see some of these, you know, you see some of the state representatives uh, from, you know, beyond, ladies and gentlemen, beyond the borders of Texas, you know, you see them make the national headlines. At least they do on a show like the Sea Report. You know, we'll talk about, you know, heroes like Timothy Rantham, representative former of Wisconsin and Janelle Branch. You know, we'll talk about, you know, the representatives in the state of Arizona who have been fighting for election integrity. So we'll talk about those in the state of Colorado, Florida, Georgia, you know, anywhere that they're willing to fight. You know, we'll talk about it on Lone Star State News, you know, like here on Mr. CTV. So maybe it's not fair that they don't get as much national attention as they should, whether they're good or bad. But you guys need to exactly how bad it is in texas it's a model and i'm not saying it's the best model i don't know who the best model is for all i know it's wisconsin ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the best model of a best rhino run state uh, maybe it's pennsylvania i don't know it's hard to tell you know we have five term tea party republicans that are starting to turn their leaves now like they're starting to turn establishment they're starting to go to the dark side isn't that sad you know, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, some could argue, did it much sooner than they did, right? She went, she, she went, she turned to the dark side as soon as she turned to a sophomore, right? Like, <laughs> but, you know, someone like Steve Toth, I'm going to throw that name out there because I see the tricks. I see the schemes. There's no reason. There's no logical sense that some of these people do what they do. Okay, and it's about time, and I'm not saying it's because I am saying it, but I'm just saying that someone should say something. You know, it's it, and, and people are saying things. You just have to uh, you have to read their their um their articles, and you have to listen to their shows and podcasts, and you have to hear what they're saying. It's out there, but it's not amplified. And that is exactly because of the mainstream media. I mean, that is that is an obvious, right? That is a captain obvious answer. I get it, ladies and gentlemen. It's a captain, it's a captain obvious answer. That things are so suppressed, you know, and that's going to take me to my last point on Texas for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is something I've already kind of touched on, you know, uh, but I think it's worth repeating. Okay. I think it's very much repeating. And that would have to do with uh, the suppression, actually, it's, it's, it's downright unconstitutional, ladies and gentlemen. It's the most unconstitutional thing. And I've already said it. I've already said it, America. I have said it. Caucus, caucus, caucus. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this. I implore you, it is just another means. If you think that the bamboozlement that comes at the hands of a sold out, bought out, but you know, he's going to be totally true to his, what he says he's going to do. You know what? Shame. 
It's a shame. It is a shame that we had 143 to 140. No, I get it. I get it. The Democrats were going to do it anyways. The Democrats got up there and they cajoled conservatives, even though they're my, they're the minority in the state. They cajoled them, and and the Republicans who um who seconded and thirded and fourthed and fifthed Dade Phelan, they they sold out their state. I mean, you think it sounds dramatic? They get up there and they say, oh, in the spirit of bipartisanship, oh, in the spirit of working together and inclusion, what the hell are you? You know who you are? You're a Democrat. That's what you are. And I said it. This is what I've been told. And this is what I have seen. A stranger for a while can see for a mile. And when someone says to me that in a place like Bear County and in a city like San Antonio, if you are a Republican, and I'm not talking about freshmen and I'm not talking about sophomores, I'm talking about the rhinos. I'm talking about people who've been here for a long time. I'm talking about people who butter themselves up to Democrats in my state and also the House Speaker and then also pass in the, also write someone in my city. Someone in my city. And I really don't want to get off into this topic, guys, because I have to go back to the Capitol on Thursday. So we're going to talk about Trump next. Okay. <laughs> All I got to say is someone in my city is responsible. And, you know, I get it. People were telling me, you know, he might he might have written the bill, <laughs> but everyone voted on it. And everyone voted on it. A.G. Paxton read it. Greg Abbott read it. Dan Patrick read it. The entire Senate read it. I mean, it wasn't a big amendment. You know, all they had to do is read like a couple of lines that said, we're going to decriminalize election fraud. I mean, those weren't the words exactly, but it, you know, it moved it from a 20 year sentence at a felony two to a class uh, C or a class A misdemeanor. You slap on a hand, basically. You're not going to jail. Okay. Not for election fraud, not for selling out my country, not for aiding, abetting the enemy, not for committing treason. You're not going to jail. OK, you're 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 just going to get a slap on the hand. That is what the state of Texas did to us, America. Wake up, America. How much more are we willing to take? OK, I'm trying to give you this example of exactly how they have maneuvered deception in my state house. And people say it's radical. People say, no, you know, you have to uh, you have to look at it this way. Things work like this. No, they don't. Truth works like this, ladies and gentlemen. You say it, you acknowledge it, you do something about it, you follow through. That's how truth works. You don't play these games. You don't let them get away with this. You don't let them do these things. You throw their money back at them. You tell them, no, I don't want this. I don't want any part of this. I rebuke you and I send you away. And that is the way it needs to be. And that is the resolve that we need in our state house. We need statesmen and stateswomen back in this nation. We need them back in our states. And then we can take back Washington, D.C. We can't do it until then. The people need to know. The state needs to know. And then the federal will know, ladies and gentlemen. It's the only way it's going to work. It has to be from the bottom up. It's the only way it is going to work. It cannot be from the top down. Why do you think they've had us staring at the top of that pyramid for decades? They've had us so concerned about the big federal government. And I get it. You know, it's very, very what we have done in order to maintain our illusion of a constitutional republic. It's quite impressive.
What we as a nation, what we as a people have allowed ourselves to do, that we could maintain this illusion of a constitutional republic and allow these people to strip away every right on paper until finally our constitution is not, ladies and gentlemen, that we have allowed ourselves to do that. That's pretty impressive. Good job. Great work. We have done fine keeping our republic. We have done fine keeping it on paper. And if it were not for that magic parchment, what would we do, America? Well, I, I get it. It's the Second Amendment. <laughs> oh, you liked that one, didn't you? I liked it too. It's the Second Amendment. It's the Second Amendment. That's the only thing that's keeping them at bay. It's the only thing. You take a note, Canada, right? You take a note, Australia. You know, England, forget about it, you know. I mean, they, I mean, we are still a crown technically, aren't we? We're debt slaves. You know, there's no telling who owns that. I don't know. Maybe someone does. No, I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, what's going on? What's up, Whiskey Blue? Hey, Whiskey Blue. Good to see you, sir. Glad to have you with us. Actually, let's go ahead and pop screen real quick. Whiskey Blue, this is for you. Just a moment. Uh, oh, 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 starting soon. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right, guys, we're back. I don't know. I got the starting soon screen still up on mine. Hold on. There we go. That's a little bit better. What's going on, Whiskey Blue? Good to see you. We're doing a late night tonight. What is going on with my TV now? Oh, let me see my, uh, maybe this will work. No, 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 no. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Better. Much, much better. Okay. Now I can see you. Uh, doing well, Miss Whiskey Blue. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm just going to throw that on the screen for now. It's okay if you're... Well, I hope you don't mind if you're hanging solo tonight. We're up late tonight doing the sea report. And I'm just having a little rant here about my day. All right. I hope you've had a good year. I haven't seen you since last year, Whiskey Blue. Happy New Year. I hope your holidays have been well. I hope your family is fine. And I hope you are not working too hard, sir. All right. Okay, cool. So I just wanted to pop that real quick on the screen. Now what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is we are going to do, 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 do. <laughs> Woohoo, says Whiskey Blue. Yes, sir. Welcome, welcome. Oh, you know, I forgot to do here. Let's do this. Thank you. I need that bit of a reprieve. Now I can breathe just a bit. All right, guys. So yeah, the show must go on. Let's get that going. All right, that's good. I do have some I do have some news and some information. Well, yeah, not news, it's information. I do have some information that I'd like to share with you guys tonight. Uh we'll be talking uh we'll be talking Carrie Lake. Uh we'll be talking uh we'll be talking uh President Jair Bolsonaro, ladies and gentlemen. At least that's the uh that's the goal for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That's the goal. Uh now let me see what I'm trying to do here. Oh, yes, there we go. All right, guys, and let's do this. All right, there we go, and bam. President Trump. Okay, so interesting stuff, right? So uh, we had, and I chose this, yeah, oh, I chose, you know, I chose this picture for quite a specific purpose. I mean, uh, some of you guys might uh, get the reference, you know, uh, about this photograph. You know, it was not 
in my purview, his final address, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but, you know, maybe for a time, um, I kind of got the feeling, I, I understand that this is not the one that was in front of Air Force One, but, you know, like during that one specifically, it was it was quite interesting uh, watching President Trump walk away. But, you know, I was like, not in a bad way, though. He wasn't walking away. Uh, that's not like uh, the essence of what I meant. It was uh, the expressions that I was like uh, kind of reading whenever uh, that was transpiring. Um, but anyhow, anyhow, as I was going to get into, I was um, actually uh, engaged in some very interesting thoughts about this. You know, the topic of conversation, of course, we had yesterday uh, as we were going through President Trump's truths over at Truth Social, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in regards to um, the uh, Speaker of the House, uh, you know, again, it's the it's the macrocosm to the microcosm. You know, we're talking about the Speaker of the House here at Mr. CTV in regards to the state of Texas. You know, uh, the the uh, talk is about uh, the national, you know, so why would we waste our time on it? Well, you know, because I guess it's just something people want to talk about, you know. And so uh, there's a lot of back and forth I'm noticing with this. You know, a lot of back and forth. I find it interesting, you know, but I just, you know, I, I kind of hesitate to make comment on it uh, in regard to some of the people that I see uh, hosting certain thoughts, you know, to which I could appreciate. You know, I could definitely appreciate, you know, at least for the sake of free thought and free speech and, you know, for walking that line in, in regards to uh, what will uh, respect of others' opinions and beliefs, ladies and gentlemen. And that is the essence of the First Amendment. Uh, I mean, as far as generalities go and uh, not specifics, you know, like the press and stuff like that. Um, but anyhow. Anyhow, uh, I mean, I still got to say for myself, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I pretty much hold still, you know, uh, President Trump is not Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene's reasons for backing up McCarthy, I could, you know, I'm just like, okay, you know, I mean, you're not President Trump, you know, uh, unless she's trying to stay in favor with President Trump, I could understand, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I hear others decrying the very notion that President Trump even uh, did what he did. I hear a great praise for the 20 who stood up. And indeed, I say, yes, a stand up as an example, you know, um, inevitably, uh, people should be more focused on their backyard, you know. Uh, what would it be like if every show out there, not even just the influencers, but every show just focused on their backyard? I mean, some people already do. Don't get me wrong. Some people already do. But wouldn't that be interesting, right? Wouldn't that be interesting? Could you imagine if you turned your high-focused analysis on what's happening in the nation into your own backyard? I mean... Is it that I mean, it could be frightening, you know, I mean, that's kind of the essence I got myself, you know, is that people are like, well, so and so was so good. And then something happened, you know, or they got him or her or something to that effect, you know, and that's that's an interesting, you know, they ask, aren't you worried? No. <laughs> Aren't you scared? Inevitably, be inevitably, some people are scared. I mean, you know, there. That's actually, it's very true. You know, I saw it myself today. Uh, the individual who seconded Tony Tinderholtz, the representative who was opposing the Rhino Speaker of the House, Dave Thielen, for example. Uh, at least I perceived this that there was a certain amount of nervousness and uh, maybe even, maybe even question in 
his entire seconding of the speaker, but God bless him for doing it. You know, he stood up in the end for his constituents. He stood up for what his conscience said. And it is most unfortunate that in the Texas State House, because of the GOP caucus, caucus, caucus of Texas, someone like that's representative will be censored and will not be allowed to have another term because that is the way it works in Texas. It is a pantomime of politics. We may not be the best, but we are among the best at deceiving and conning and betraying the people of our state, ladies and gentlemen. It is, you know, and the thing about it is, is it's, it's, it's a, it is as organic as an industry. These people are all about enriching themselves and furthering and advancing their causes. It is exactly that. It is an industry of sorts. You know, it is the, it is the political industrial complex, ladies and gentlemen. And that is, and influencers, you guys can take that one if you want. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so it is the political industrial. I mean, someone else said it before, guys, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know who said it. Someone can quote them for me, please. Someone quote them for me because I don't know who said that before. But I'm just saying it's the political industrial complex. OK, in case you're wondering who said it, I don't know. I'm sure someone knows. I have no idea. Anyways. So um, the political industrial complex is exactly what we're facing. So it's not necessarily that these people are all like in cahoots together and they're all getting each other's backs and licking each other's butts, ladies and gentlemen. But what it is, is that they're all self-interested and they're all just about that. And that just looks like. And that just looks like a state house betraying, deceiving and conning their people. And that's what that looks like. So we have to take it back. But we have to have the people who will do that, ladies and gentlemen, with the right intentions. And it's unfortunate because someone like Representative Steve Toth, who was so strong on election integrity in the state of Texas, which now I think was just a con in itself, you know, uh, because I mean. He was one of the 143 to 147 who chose to have Dade Thielen, the rhino, who does not mince his words, who tells you exactly who he is, who says, I'm Dade Thielen and you're going to take it. And Texas takes it because every single representative in that state house minus three pull their pants down and bend over when Dade Thielen walks by. And I hate to be so crude, but that is exactly what is going on. And the Democrats take their turn behind them, behind Dave Phelan, ladies and gentlemen. They take their turn on the Texas conservative representatives, minus three, behind Dave Phelan, when they walk by. All of them pull their pants down and bend over. And uh, the people of Texas are the ones who are bleeding, just so you know. Okay, I'm sorry. I hate to be so crude, but well. I can say it. Okay. So anyways, let us get on to President Trump's truths tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let us get on to President Trump's truths. Now, yesterday, we went on a bit of a marathon with President Trump's truths, ladies and gentlemen. We went on a bit of a marathon. And, you know, I remember remarking that I was going to enjoy the next truth. So we're going to go back to a couple of days, right? Because we left off with the Shifty Shift article. Guys, remember that was yesterday? The Shifty Shift article. So uh, we're going to, we're going to, move on from the shifty shift article it was a shifty shift matt taibbi a, a paul speary article by the way and so now we'll move on to this statement remember when the lightweight and perennially wrong failing new york times columnist paul krugman predicted that the stark markets and united states economy would crash while i was in office Sorry, guys. I, Paul Krugman, really? Come on. You know, come on. 
Yeah, I get it. You like being a debt slave. So you like Paul Krugman. Okay, fine. Take your sadomasochistic ways and get out of my house, right? You know? Anyways, okay. So, well, he was 100% wrong again. But it did later crash as inflation lifted its ugly head after I was out. Self-inflicted wounds all. We'll tell that to Paul Krugman, right? If you sold the day I left, you would have made a fortune. Next time when I leave, sell and don't listen to dopey Paul Krugman. I knew I would like that truth, President Trump, and I am going to retruth it. <laughs> oh, dang, that hopped up to 6.78 from 6.64 and like whew, 48 minutes. Ah, very good. Yeah, you know, I mean, we got a lot of truths to go through, but yeah, it was nice to it was nice to read that. Thank you, President Trump, for uh, highlighting that. OK, we got McCarthy. We, we already talked enough about McCarthy. Thank you, Kevin. It was my great honor. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, wait, wait. Someone's going to say this, right? Oh, let me see if I have this in my, uh, let me see if I have this in my package here still. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. But I think this would be fun if I can find it. If not, I got something else. Hold on. Hold on. I know. Yes, I know. Hold on. Okay, maybe I don't have it. Oh, here it is. Ready, guys? Territorial integrity of another country. This is not a Russia-Ukraine war. This is a Russian war against Ukraine. <laughs> This is a Russian war against Ukraine. That's why the United States and our allies and partners uh, across the world have been supporting Ukraine in its effort to defend itself, another billion dollars of weapons that we've just provided. Because imagine if this were Nigeria and a big... Okay, that was my personal alarm, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. If that, that's, the, that's the C alarm. They're all, stop it, Mr. C, don't say it. Don't say it, Mr. C, don't say it. Because then we're, we're going to have to do another PSYOP. <laughs> don't say it, Mr. C. Focus on your Texas speaker, please, Mr. C. Focus on your Texas speaker. Don't focus on the national. Don't tell them about the Trump McCarthy PSYOP. Okay. I mean, they're already revealing themselves if you're paying attention, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> okay, enough about McCarthy. All right, okay, let's move on. Uh, okay, I said enough about McCarthy, okay? <laughs> Sorry, President Trump. I apologize. Uh, let's go on to the statement. Wow, those Trump-hating late-night network shows are doing really badly. The worst ratings that those time slops have had in television, his television history. Why are the untalented fools who host paid so much? I don't know, President Trump. You tell me. You used to work in the showbiz. Does the DNC make a contribution as a wing of the Democrat Party? You know, President Trump, you might be onto something. They are all a total joke. No talent, no laughs. Well, you know, President Trump, I must be honest with you. I never fancied Saturday Night Live. I never fancied that show at all. I just could never stand it along with like parks and recreation. And what was that one? It wasn't the, it wasn't the office movie. It was the show. Ugh. 
anyways. Okay, just terrible lefty, pre-lefty crap. You know, woke crap. Pre-lefty woke crap. Never liked it, never wanted it, never loved it, would never have it. <laughs> anyways, so yeah, I don't know if President Trump, I really couldn't tell you there, sir. I really couldn't tell you there. I was never a fan of any of it. Oh, it's just the worst taste of humor. Anyways, okay. So uh, next statement from President Trump. There can be no excuses for what is happening on our southern border. We are like a third world nation, but worse, our country is falling apart in so many ways also, in so many other ways also. Anybody check out our airports lately? Ooh. Well, I can tell you for a fact that many airports in the state of Texas actually donate to many of the uh, conservatives in the state of Texas. <laughs> Actually, they donate to all the politicians. Uh, why do you got to donate to all the politicians? You know, they just need to take money out of politics. You know, I mean, I, you know, you know, the thing about it is, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you could say this and, and we'll we'll have a little bit of a conversation about this in just a minute. But you could say this. Oh, well, you know, President Trump has millions and billions and billions of dollars in campaign contributions and fundraising and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but the people want to give that to him. OK, so lay off him. Yeah, I get it that there are some businesses. OK. There are some businesses, there are some entrepreneurs, there are some um, people who have contributed to his campaign in, in, in vast amounts, you know. Uh, but to, to kind of generalize that as what I am saying, we need to get money out of, you know, uh, elections. I'm talking about the political action committees, and I get it. But when you have super PACs that can receive uh, oodles and oodles and endless and endless and endless amount of money, I get it, you know. It might be a thing, sir. I get it. Having the money might be a thing. But, you know, if it's coming from the people and and I get it because you might have an individual who say they can't, you know, legally fund president, you know, contribute to President Trump beyond a certain dollar amount. So they're going to send millions of dollars to a super PAC. You know, I get it. But inevitably, inevitably, if you want to bring the essence of what that is, our nation and its elections back down to the people, you have to take all that money out of it because the average person who will engage if they feel like they have that opportunity and trust and believe when you have rich, 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 affluent, vast amounts of money ladies and gentlemen, going into events like these. And I get it because there are different demographics. There's different parts of the population. Some people choose to live under a bridge. Some people choose to build bridges, ladies and gentlemen. I get it. That is America, okay? But you still have to be able to encap those who might not feel opportune for them to engage in such a nature where there is so much... Not to sound so harsh, but classicism. And it can boil down to that, ladies and gentlemen, for some people, not for everyone. Okay. And indeed, not everyone is in that space. And I would never believe that uh, of, of individuals who truly are working for this nation, ladies and gentlemen. I believe people who are servants to the people and people who believe in that mentality do not fall in that category necessarily at all of classicism, you know, because they don't see class. They have a servant's heart. They have the, desi the desire to help and to assist and to serve, you know, and, and that takes a certain type of people. There's plenty of people out there who are like that, you know, just people do it in their own different ways, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. I mean, that's all there is to, you know, I was having a conversation about 
uh, an individual that someone whom I respect, you know, and someone was saying, well, you know, it's a shame that that person ended up being, what did they say he was? They said, he, it's a shame he ended up being a con artist or something like that. And I was like, a con and I was like, well, you know, I was like, well, I don't, I don't personally feel that way about, about that individual. You know, I was like, I, I understand, or I kind of feel like I kind of get like maybe that individual's just doing their own thing, you know, and the, I think the crux of the point there was that they weren't as readily seen as other people in like, you know, say the patriotic fields are, for example. And, you know, I just thought, you know, well, we we as a community have to be appreciative, uh, appreciative of the fact that individuals, because not everyone can dedicate 100 percent of their time to the fight, you know, and for those who step up and in a large way, we have to be appreciative of the fact that they even laid down that track for us. Otherwise, we would never be where we are today. You know, and that I think is also the essence of, of, of appreciating the work that other people have done so that we may continue to take our own steps forward because ultimately, ultimately it adds up uh, to, uh, to a massive step for in the direction that we want to move um, this nation, ladies and gentlemen, of course, and that is back in towards uh, 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 something that is more secure, a rule of law, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, that is definitely constitutionally sound. And I think that would be the most important thing moving forward. But, you know, I speak uh, at random, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let us heart this truth by President Trump and let us move on to the next statement. All right. Let's see. Uh, I know a sad one's coming up, but, you know, it's OK. Hold on. Hold on to yourself. OK. Remember just two years ago when we had a strong border, no inflation and were energy independent? It can all happen again and fast. Make America great again. I think that that is actually quite true. You know, I after what I witnessed today, I kind of wonder in how many other state houses something like that is taking place. Uh, and I almost feel like the people are robbed for not being able to see those proceedings today. And I'm talking about the people in the room. I'm not talking about the swearing in process. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you, oh, well, you know, because, yeah, you guys wouldn't have seen that. Dang it. You know, okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Okay. So next statement. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do I see the word Coco Chow? Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Saturday Night Live. No, just kidding. Coco Chow McConnell. Republicans can get almost everything back that the old broken crow, Mitch McConnell, and the real leader, China-centric Coco Chow stupidly gave up to the Democrats over the last two years by simply playing tough in the upcoming debt ceiling negotiations. With the right negotiators like all of those involved the other night on both sides for speaker, it will be a beautiful and joyous thing for the people of our country to watch. Make America great again. I don't know, guys. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say the Trump McCarthy psyop anyways. Okay. Because so. I could be wrong. I am totally fallible. Gosh, darn it, McCarthy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't actually McCarthy. Okay. So <laughs> it's the Washington Examiner because, you know, after all, uh, yeah, there are people who work on President Trump's profile. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> he doesn't post these things all himself, y'all. All right. Buzz. Trump gears up for 2024. Kudlow, number one. Millennials take over Congress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, uh, all right. Come on, man. <laughs> Another disinformation con job. Biden's new border strategy, blame Republicans first. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. You know, I thought about talking about wheels tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I thought about talking about Governor Abbott, uh, you know, going down on, uh, how is it? Well, that sounds terrible, guys. Um, uh, uh, visiting, <laughs> delivering, ladies and gentlemen, a message unto uh, Greg Abbott. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Whoa, what is going on over there? Hold on, hold on, hold on to yourself. Okay, hold on. I think I need a drink of water. Hold on. Pardon me, sir. Pardon me. Allow me, my dear friend, to... Uh, one moment. Where are we at? There we go. Aha! Howdy, howdy, howdy. Oh, wait, we... <laughs> We're still on the Trump truths. We're going to take a moment to pause, ladies and gentlemen, just a moment. There we go. That's better. Howdy, 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 Mr. 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 Michael Myers. How are you doing today? I see. I just wanted to pop back into the chat since you guys popped on in. So I was going to say, I was going to take a break and say hello anyways. What are we going on here? Casual GG17. How are you doing today? It's great to see you, hun. Michael Myers, thank you for the cookie drops. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. And welcome on in to the chat room, sir. Special Patriot 72. I got the red pill, he says. Okay, that's awesome. Welcome into the show. And it's good to see you again, good friend. Awesome. Whiskey Blue, you brought your friends, I see. <laughs> Uh, Whiskey Blue says, I heard Trump and Steve Bannon were leading the Brazilian insurrectionists. Who are you listening to? Okay, all right. We're talking Bolsonaro tonight, sir. So uh, you better be ready to tell me who you are listening to, sir. Oh, you know what? That was probably him trying to say, stop it, my Mr. C. We need to talk about Bolsonaro. No, just <laughs> are you trying to get my goat, sir? Are you serious, sir? Absolutely not. Okay, so... Oh, but you know, I I heard Trump and Steve Bannon were leading. No, I I don't believe that's the case. Why? Just because Steve Bannon went to CPAC Brazil? You think that's the reason why he's leading? You think just because uh, President Bolsonaro's son visited with uh, President Trump? No. Do you think just because they're in Florida? You know, <laughs> isn't that interesting? I mean, I know he's staying at what the home of a former MFA fighter. Uh, we have some more news. I'm sure you guys probably heard about that also, of course, that, you know, President Bolsonaro was admitted to a hospital with, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look into an update on that. But, you know, for those of you who don't know, President Bolsonaro was actually stabbed. He, there was an attempted suicide, I think, back in like 17 or 18. It was shortly after he was elected, I believe. But anyways, he has had intestinal woe since then. And this is not the first time that he has been admitted to a hospital because of gastrointestinal. I mean, they stabbed him in the guts, guys. Like he could have died, but he did not. And he went on to lead the people of Brazil to uh, give them back a lot of their Second Amendment rights. Of course, they don't like have, you know, Second Amendment, you know, constitution, right? Whatever it is, he was giving them back their freedoms. You know, uh, the crime dropped so dramatically in places like Rio de Janeiro with uh, someone like President Bolsonaro, who believed in the people being able to secure themselves by way of having a Second Amendment. He said that there would not be any tyrants if the people were armed, ladies and gentlemen. And that was what he was doing. That is immediately what Lula da Silva 
took away from the people. You know, while he said, oh, we're not going to do gun restrictions, but we are going to talk about, you know, maybe not having so many, uh, well, maybe having some gun restrictions. I mean, he said the same thing in, out of the same side of his face and the other side of his face. Yo, we're not going to have gun restrictions, but we're going to talk about having gun restrictions, right? Okay, so anyways, uh, we will talk about uh, President Bolsonaro a little bit more at length, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're, it's only an hour in, guys. You know, I'm I'm going on a hyperdrive right now. Anyhow, guys. All right. Uh, oh, <laughs> casual Gigi says wouldn't be, be surprised, but consider your source. God bless you, casual Gigi. See, casual Gigi knows, okay? <laughs> you know why? Because casual Gigi was there with me last summer when we were talking about President Jair Bolsonaro and everything that was happening, okay, in Brazil. Thank you, casual Gigi. I appreciate you, ma'am. <laughs> Anyhow, so Oh, wait, Whiskey Blue said it came from the Roger Madcow report. Who is shut up? <laughs> I told you he was trying to get my goat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good job, Whiskey Blue. You have accomplished that. Okay. <laughs> so, Michael Myers, thank you again for the cookies. Good Lord. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. alert. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're like, oh, you know, that was casual GG sense that I was going to come into the chat room. She's like, see alert, see alert. No, just kidding. It was when I was playing the new Lynn thing, wasn't I? Yes. We got some patent in the room as well. Special Patriot 72. I built my bridge. I told you some people want to live under bridges. Some people build bridges. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's fine. You know, that's as long as they're not, you know, uh, stabbing people with dirty needles or, you know, diddling kitties, ladies and gentlemen, and not peeing on the sidewalk. <laughs> if you want to live under a bridge, go be happy. Okay. I want to live in the mountain and write poetry. So leave me alone. Okay. So like, let's go brandon says michael myers where we go when we go all okay guys i just had to pop in real quick because i did i saw you guys there and i was like hey what is up we're doing a late night sea report ladies and gentlemen you know because i said yesterday we would be on the air and i'm trying to be a man of my word i'm trying to have follow through okay so but you know it was a good day it was a great day to do a late show i mean we get to touch an audience that we don't always get to see this late at night or they don't get to see the show you know this late and then let's not forget you know we're in an expansive planet we've got several time zones here guys you know some people are experiencing daytime already you know and you guys know i don't need to go on about it so anyways where was i okay ladies and gentlemen Welcome, welcome. Good to see you guys. Happy New Year. I haven't seen you guys. I haven't seen some of you guys since last year. I'm going to keep saying that through the month of January. You know, if people can keep saying checkers and chess like uh, forever, <laughs> I can say I haven't seen you since last year, at least through the end of this month. Okay. <laughs> and that's just the way it's going to be. Okay. All right, guys. So uh, I thank you all. For that, ladies and gentlemen, now let us return to this. Okay. Back to some President Trump truths. Ah, there we go. And expensive. All right. And we continue. Okay, guys. And let's go on. Oh, let me fix this as well before your eyes get all, what is going on with his screen there? Okay. There we go. And adjust. Yeah, I'm eventually going to have to get, like, the, that little thing. I don't know how it goes. Anyways, okay. So, uh, come on, man. Another disinformation con job. Okay, we're done with uh, with uh, Biden. Right? We've been done with Biden for quite some time. He was good for a laugh, ladies and gentlemen. He was good for a laugh, okay? <laughs> that was the only way I was going to take it, you know? That was the only way I was going to take it, okay? 
So uh, as has been stated many times concerning the world's longest running witch hunt, my phone calls to Georgia officials were perfect, perhaps even more so than my perfect call to the president of Ukraine, which led to complete victory on impeachment hoax number one. Even the Washington Post apologized. Thank you, President Trump. Yes, it's so true. Apologized for their incorrect statements. The call to the Secretary of State challenged election integrity of which was my right slash duty. Also, many people on the call and nobody hung up or was offended. And constantly, ladies and gentlemen, constantly, all we hear was, find me 11,000, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, votes. Really? I mean, that's all we hear, guys. We heard the entire phone call here last summer on the Sea Report. <laughs> it was like 20 minutes long. You know, it was the entire thing, right? And you heard the context of the conversation. And you understood that what President Trump was saying when he said find 11,000 votes was that they knew statistically that that was about the number that they were short. And I will say it again. Sorry, I was actually just going to retruth this. My bad. I pushed the retruth quote one. Um, and I'll just say this, guys. And I'll say, and I said this so many times about the Georgia elections in 2020. And, and you could say the same thing about Maricopa in 2020. You could say the same thing about, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan to a point as well, Nevada, Colorado, you know. But the point of the matter is, especially in those states, it was like 11,000 in Georgia. Think about it, how many votes they actually had to manufacture just to get a measly 11,000. It was like 10,000 in Maricopa, wasn't it, in 2020? To get a measly 10,000 votes, okay? They had to manufacture like hundreds of thousands. That tells you how much of the face of America we don't see, ladies and gentlemen. That tells you exactly the depth of this deception, that they had to manufacture that many votes just to get across the finish line. 10,000? Really? That many? They were down that. That is the power of the people, ladies and gentlemen. Never let it be misunderstood. We are very powerful on the national level. But if you want to really be ready to step up to the plate, you got to go local. Okay, there's no way around it, you know, and I would say the easiest way to measure that is if you are going to do anything on the national level, you better mirror that at the local level. At the very least, if you're going to call your United States congressman once a week, you need to call your state representative once a week. If you're going to write your state senator a letter every month, you need to write your I mean, if you're going to write your U.S. senator a, a letter every month, you need to write your state senator a letter every month and you should definitely CC your county uh, commissioner because <laughs> the commissioner is, is actually way more important than your state senator, guys, because that guy is going to protect you from them. Okay. These are the things that we need to remember, ladies and gentlemen. And these are, you know, these are the bikes that many of us never learned to ride. These are the bikes that many of us never learned how to ride. And that has to change. It has to change. I mean, if you want real ways to affect change in this nation, okay, it, it will start there. You know, I mean, there are much bigger things that we have to undertake, like political action committees and term limits and uh, stripping away community. Ladies and gentlemen, those are real things that we need. 
needs to change. Rules that need to be changed, ladies and gentlemen. Because some of these things just don't make sense unless they are being used to deceive the people at immense rates, ladies and gentlemen. It is quite insane. How much more are the people willing to take? And, you know, how much more are we willing to take? We have to ask that question. How much more? When is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden? <laughs> Shining that light, President Trump is. How, when is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden? Is That's almost comical, ladies and gentlemen. Like, this man has, like, how many homes? Okay, perhaps even the White House. Oh, man. Well, President Trump, I don't think anyone could raid the White House quite like the Clintons. Da -dun -dun okay. When are you going to get your silver back and all of your couches and artwork from the Clintons? Huh? Okay. <laughs> That's the ticket right there. There's no one that can run a raid like the Clintons can. I'm sure President Trump could agree with that one, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. All you influencers out there, enjoy. Okay. All right. U.S. attorneys reviewing classified documents from Joe Biden's vice presidency found at Biden think tank. <laughs> Ken Biden? Oh, that sounds nasty. Is it contagious? Pen Biden Center? No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay. That's a great one. Okay. Next. Oh, this is a sad one, guys. Oh, man. My mom always said, laugh now, cry later. Look at me now. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, I mean, no, I mean, we, we actually talked about this last night, guys. Okay. At the end of the show. So I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but allow me to at least wipe my brow because I'm laughing too much over here. OK, I want to be appropriate. <clears throat> really bad news, says President Trump for Republicans and frankly, all Americans. Our beautiful diamond of diamond and silk has just passed away at her home in the state she loved so much, North Carolina. Silk was with her all the way and at her passing. There was no better team anywhere or at any time. Diamond's death was totally unexpected. Probably her big and precious heart just plain gave out. Rest in peace, our magnificent diamond. You will be greatly missed. That is so sad. Now, okay. Now, I remember when Diamond and uh, Silk came out, ladies and gentlemen. Many of us do, right? It was, it was in the heyday of that time. Uh, you know, and I, while I did not, I mean, I was uh, like, I so subscribed to their channel, but I never, you know, I, I was not a regular viewer of the channel. I always enjoyed watching their clips and I always, I always enjoy, I st I'm sure I will still enjoy them. I'm sure I could go back and watch a diamond and silk clip and I will still enjoy it. They had so much heart. They had so much soul. They brought so much light to dark places as a team. Ladies and gentlemen, that this indeed is a very sad moment. And, you know, I, I just, just, you know, for the love of God, guys, I just, you know, I couldn't, I just couldn't say anything else at this point. But um, again, my heartfelt condolence to them, guys. I know a lot of you guys will probably miss them out there, too. And like I said, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to, to tune to them, you know, regularly. I mean, I could rarely do that for anything anyways, but like, I always enjoyed their work. And uh, they moved a lot of mountains. Um, and, well, we will say that, ladies and gentlemen. And may she rest in peace. All right, guys. Time for our next statement. 
No, not Joe. Who is that? Not Joe Biden. Not, definitely not that. Who is that? Jamie Gangle. No. Th Ugh, that sounds nasty. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Representative Troy Nels says breaking classified documents from Joe Biden's vice presidential days found at his private office. When will the FBI raid his home? Okay. He is Texas. So I will definitely retruth that. Right? Yeah. See? Here. Just in case you... Texas is 92nd or 22nd. My bad. So there. Blah. All right. So uh, let's do... Right. <laughs> It's the dinosaur. Um, but oh yeah, they're all doing it. Okay, I'll, I'll heart all of these. That's fine. You know what? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the stickler here. Okay, so <laughs> Ronnie Jackson did it. So if I can do it for Troy Nels, I can do it for all of them, right? Okay. And they're all from Texas too. Okay, just kidding. It wasn't all of them. Clay Travis. I hate you, Clay Travis. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I like his show whenever I've seen interviews with President Trump on it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> wow. Says President Trump. The Biden think tank is funded by China. Also, a VP cannot declassify documents which are covered by the Federal Records Act, which is criminal and much tougher than the Presidential Records Act which is not criminal. A president, me, can declassify. How much more information has China been given? That, ladies and gentlemen, is actually rather bombshell. Okay, that's actually rather bombshell. I mean, I'm pretty sure people are talking about this. I hope people are talking about this and they're not talking about how McCarthy was chosen by Trump and they almost blew over the 20 Republicans, blah, 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 blah. How much work did Trump get done in four years? Did those 20 Republicans do that in four years? I don't think so. All right, get your priorities straight, okay? Trump McCarthy psyop, are you going to fall for it this time? You know, so let's get this straight, guys. This is like a Twitter drop right here. That is pretty big, okay? Do you see how big that is? Do you get it? We, the patriots, know this, that President Trump declassified those documents, i.e. the president can declassify documents. And the Biden think tank is funded by China. How much more has the China people been given? I know that sounds terrible, right? I mean, get your priorities straight, son. All right. Get your squad together, boy. All right. Don't give me none of that BS. Okay. Don't give me that McCarthy BS. That's all you want these people talking about. Okay. Talk about your backyard and don't just say, uh -huh, uh -huh, your backyard, you got to do backyard and let's talk about McCarthy for five hours. Okay. Don't do that crap with me. All right. The amount says President Trump. All right. Was $54 million that the Biden think tank received from China. That's a lot of money. They saw the declassified documents. That is bomb, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everyone's talking about it. Okay, let's go. All right, next statement from President Trump. Charles Blowhard of the falling, oh, sorry, the failing New York Times is one of the dumbest of political hoping against hope that by a very unsophisticated use of political disinformation, his wildest dreams will come to pass. I believe blowhard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
blowhard, okay? <laughs> I was so caught up in the tumult of that last statement that I totally missed Charles Blowhard, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so hold on. Thank you, President Trump, for the levity. I appreciate it. Okay, hold on. Okay, gotta love it. More than church's chicken, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so... <laughs> yes, President Trump, I believe Blowhard is a racist in reverse who says whatever happens to come to his dull mind, as long as it is negative to Trump. Morons like this are bad for our country. I'm pretty sure President Trump didn't write it with that tone, okay? I was 233 wins out of 256 races, America. And this dope says I did poorly in the midterms. I didn't even run in the midterms. Fake news, okay? <laughs> I'll say it again, ladies and gentlemen. This was not a goodbye speech, okay? <laughs> Gotta love it. Better than church's chicken. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, next statement from President Trump. We're almost caught up, ladies. We're still gonna talk Carrie Lake. We're still gonna talk Bolsonaro. Okay, I might need to take a potty break, but other than that, we're still good, guys. So, okay, Biden giving China highly classified documents would be a bridge too far. I certainly would not do that. Not a good situation for our country to be in. I mean, this is just the more and more information is coming out, ladies and gentlemen. It is just quite amazing to me. Oh, it's Mr. Musk. What is going on here, Mr. Musk? Get off my screen. Matt Taibbi. The only road to redemption for mainstream media orgs ooh, begins with a full self-audit of the Russia Gate fiasco, which includes Pulitzers that need rethinking. It's not a left or right issue. They just got this completely wrong on the facts and need to own it. I have to pause it, guys. Okay. You know, why could the Secretary of State of Texas not write a report that had an analysis like that? Why did the Maricopa County audit of 2021, the forensic one, and I'm not saying it was a good audit. We got a lot of information, but there was not an analysis like that that said, we need to do this because of this. You know, Michael Gableman wrote a report in Wisconsin on their 2020 election, and it sounded like that, okay? He said, we need to remove this, and we need to do that, and this needs to happen, and it needs to be lawful, and it needs to be constitutional, and you guys got it wrong. It sounded like that. And Matt Taibbi is saying that, America, you're not hearing this from the conservatives. You're not hearing this from the Republican Party. You're not hearing this from the mainstream media. You're not hearing this from people half asleep. And you're not hearing this from unactivated sleeping patriots, ladies and gentlemen. That is an amazing statement. And you guys know how I feel about Matt Taibbi, okay? The man's a Trump hater, okay? He's an orange band bad. His best friend cried when President Trump won, okay? That was the other journalist that Mr. Musk gave to this job. But that is a true statement. You cannot deny that, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot deny a statement like that. And it has the gravity because of everything that's going on with the Twitter files. Have you seen anyone else blow up with this kind of truth? That is spot on, ladies and gentlemen. That is spot on. And I am not a fan of Matt Taibbi, okay? <laughs> Good Lord.
Lord. Okay. Anyways, what is, I don't care what Glenn Greenwald says. Okay. Exactly. Says Mr. Musk. Okay. Stop funding abortions. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, I love this. Okay. I don't know if I've ever played this. Is this a new video? This video will get Donald Trump. Don't say that. That's just clickbait. That's old, isn't it? That's old. Donnie the prophet. Oh, I was like, whatever. Everyone knows Trump is going to win. Okay. No, hold on. Let me, okay, I'm going to pull up some sound because, you know, this is the one where he goes, chump. <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. Okay, hold on. He's like, do you want to go with your mom and dad or do you want to stay with Trump? Chump. <laughs> it's the most adorable thing. Okay, hold on. Here, let's watch it. There might not be a commercial. Let's see. Do you think? Okay, hold on. There might be a commercial. Oh, 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 awesome. It's, yeah. Okay, this works. Okay, let's do this. Let's watch this. Okay, are you ready, guys? This is going to be fun. And it's probably going to do commercial. Oh, it's not a commercial. Okay. This is a new Trump video. I have not seen it, guys. Let's take a gander. How great. Let's watch it. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exists for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret 
with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family. Instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks, who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> that is, uh, you know what that is, right, ladies and gentlemen? You know exactly what that is, don't you? They're getting you ready. And that's what that was, okay? That is what that was. Now, I'm saying that because, of course, obviously, that wasn't chump. <laughs> It was a five-minute fiasco. I loved it. Ladies and gentlemen, I loved it. Speak clearly, quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen. 
ladies and gentlemen. Oh, goodness. Okay. I think we'll end tonight with that. Hold on. Okay. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay. That's awesome. Can't wait. All right, guys. So. All right. Okay. We'll have to skip this one today. Okay. Oh, this one, that one would have been, that one actually would have, that actually would have been rather interesting. But uh, we'll move on. We'll move on from this one as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get into it. It's time to get into it. Uh, before we do, just right quickly, just right quickly. Actually, let's do this properly, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do this properly. And... Because in about a week's time... Okay. How does it go? Like this. There we go. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good to see you, friends. Good to see you, friends. Uh, let's see here. Who is hanging out in the chat room now? Who is hanging out in the chat room now? Great mind says casual GG17. Two rivers. Good evening, two rivers. Oh, actually, let me pause that chat real quick. Let me pause that chat real quick. <clears throat> yes, Diamond and Silk, you have a sticker in there. Thank you. I need to save that. Sean Joe, good evening, brother. And thank you for the cookie, sir. Let's see here. The trash at CBS and ABC, says Two Rivers, called Bolsonaro a far-left politician, claims the election was rigged. They called him a far-left politician? Really? I mean, they usually call him a far-right politician, right? <laughs> or is it because they were... Uh, is it because the Bolsonaro supporters were apprehending the uh, far-left... Uh, um, what do you call it? Provocateurs. <laughs> Oh, goodness. You know, they, if they use the term far right, okay, here's a hint, America. Here's a hint, influencers, in case you're like, oh, I need more beef. Eh. You know, here's a hint. If they say words like far right or far right extremists, they're probably a globalist spit rag, okay? So you might not want to quote them and tell your audience like they're God, all right? Because half of them were like, Putin said he's bombing London and the Vatican. I was like, he never said that. <laughs> Who are you listening to? Uh, who are you reading? Anyways, okay, so I kid, I kid. Okay, anyways, so uh, did Joe Biden pass away yet? What a question. You know, you know, actually, Two Rivers, probably no one would talk about it, right? <laughs> Is that why you ask? Anyways, okay, good to see you, Two Rivers. Uh, <laughs> casual GG, hey, friend. <laughs> Uh, the Washington Compost apologized for their incompetence. Uh, apologized? Are you talking about the uh, Russia Gate? But did they retract? Oh, it was like on page 32 at the very bottom in like subscript, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty cool cookie. That is a pretty cool cookie. Here, let's submit that to the channel. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, let's see here. Hey, says Two Rivers. All right. And we got the cookie monster in the house also. Yeah, that was a jar full again. Thank you, Michael Myers. Oh, there's Diamond and Silk. Someone said that Silk has asked for prayers for Diamond. La I don't know about these conspiracy theories, sir. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know about these conspiracy theories. But anyhow, uh, God bless their families. They definitely were 
says casual gg and they survived youtube and all of the globalist insanity oh wait 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 casual gg says yes rip diamond i missed that one and then she says remember watching them very early on in my awake state always seemed authentic i thought so too you know I mean, just because they are invited to certain events doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? But that is neither here nor there at this point for me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. His dull mind. That was pretty funny, wasn't it? Ah, Shanjo. Hello, Mr. Blowhard. <laughs> that is great. We're going to add that to the favorites. Sometimes you just feel like a shovel in the face, don't you, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Hey, Sonia C., how are you doing? I hope you're not working too hard, sweetie. Good to see you tonight. So glad you're doing this thing. You're welcome. Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. You're righty. You're either righty righteous or you get left behind. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there, Two Rivers. Casual GG17, we're listening. Ah, there's a little drool on your chin. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. That is so awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You guys are awesome. Okay, cool. Jesus saves. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny because it's true. Uh, two of her second time I hit the latter one, but somehow the first one shows up. But maybe someone needed that. Aha. Uh -huh. That's fun. And oh, look at that. Oh, that's rather grim, Two Rivers. Look at that popped up extreme. Look at, okay, guys, for as small as that sticker is, look at how big it popped up on the screen. You see? <laughs> That's awesome. It's crazy. Okay. All right. <laughs> good job. Good job. One, two, three, SKG. Good evening. Happy New Year's, sweetheart. Good to see you. Good to see you. Happy New Year's. Thank you for the cookies. <laughs> you guys are right with diabetes for me, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, no, no. I watch my sugar as best as possible. Great to have you guys in the... Uh... Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. Far right. Oh, okay. Well, I was like, far left? Okay, they're changing their tune again or what? Okay. Oh, so <laughs> of course it was on page 32, says Sonia C. Almost can count on a shovel. And the face from feds every day. Oh, man. Well, you know. It, 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 that's, uh, I mean, okay, to be optimistic, naively even speaking, I mean, that's better than not being able. I can't even count the times the government has hit me in the face with a shovel. <laughs> At least less than your fingers, right? Okay, guys. <laughs> awesome. Good to see you all again. And uh, thanks for stopping in and saying hello. You see, there's a swamp creature coming up, don't you? <laughs> Here she comes, ladies and gentlemen. Here she comes. Ah, okay, what is that? What are we doing? Oh, Lord. Okay, we got a swamp creature and we've got a creature of God. Okay, on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a swamp creature and a creature of God. So we're shifting gears, ladies and gentlemen. It's about time we got to a little bit of catching up. Since I've been off the air for a couple of weeks. Let's get a little caught up. You know, I mean, how much more are the people willing to take, ladies and gentlemen, is the question. I mean, right out flat in front of our faces, 2020 stolen. 2021 is, uh, 2021 is still suffering for attention, okay? And 2022 is trying to be the sly one, right? This is the one 
that counts, it seems, for the globalist interests and the powers that they have empowered, ladies and gentlemen, because if they can get away with this one, we're done, ladies and gentlemen. We are done, you know. But uh, so pursed lips, Katie Hobbs. You know, I heard she had a terrible state of the state not long ago. Uh, I heard some of the members of the Arizona legislature walked out on that. And I would say, good for them. Uh, there are still some principled lawmakers out there, ladies and gentlemen. I would say, based on yeah, pragmatism, you know, the selection process, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if you get in there and, you know, it's like I said, I mean, we'll do the macro to the micro. Again, when we're talking about uh, the, the nation versus the state. And in this in this instance, I guess it would be the micro to the micro because we're talking about the state of Arizona versus the state of Texas, right? Uh, but like uh, when we're talking about, like, for example, with the state of Texas, you know, and we see a five term, you know, representative who worked for the grassroots, worked for the people, came in as a Tea Party member. And even though he has not gone hard rhino, you see the influence is starting to occur. Term limits, ladies and gentlemen, term limits, okay? Um, so <clears throat> anyhow, anyhow, not to get too far back off into Texas politics. I forget why we even meandered over there, to be honest with you. But pursed lips, Katie Hobbs, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had some state representatives from Arizona who walked out. That was the connect. I apologize. There we go. Now we remember. Okay, now let's move on. Okay, <laughs> so... Uh, but you know, you know, every time, well, I shouldn't say every time I've seen so many pictures, you know, is there just like, it's just like the essence of her transgression writing her face. And if it's not the essence of her transgression, and I'm speaking about Katie Hobbs, of course, it is the knowledge that she may very well attempt to get away with it. No, she is attempting to get away with it. I think those pursed lips are her saying, I might actually get away with this. Or it's just part of that sick, gross, woke, you know, culture, ladies and gentlemen. Quite different and quite resolute opposite Katie Hobbs, ladies and gentlemen, of course, is Carrie Lake. Mm -hmm. And um, again... How much more will the people take, ladies and gentlemen? How much more will the people take? When we have troves of receipts falling at our feet, when we have uh, a massive amounts of information in regarding the uh, um, unconstitutionality of our elections and their fakeness, when we have a studied and understood and a practical, meaning not only have we studied and understood their process, we've seen them work it out. It is now practical and it is, to borrow the phrase, institutionalized. It is institutionalized fraud. It is institutionalized conning legislation. How else would we put deceptive legislation? Mal legislation? Influencers, are you listening? You're more than welcome to use all these talking points so you don't have to copy Owen Schroyer anymore, okay? <laughs> Anyways, guys, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, okay? I am just saying. 
you know, we're at that point, guys. And it is, it is, it is to the point that we can see and understand. We're watching them practice their very betrayal, their very deception, their very con, their very uh, initiation of mal-litigation and legislation. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been watching it. So then the question again is raised, how much will the people take? Take, for example, this swamp creature. This guy, this guy was the um, freshly appointed, right? Because they had this other, it was like, a, it was attorney Adelstair or Adol or something like that over in Maricopa County. That attorney flew the coop, okay? This attorney, he's the new one. That's Thomas Liddy. Now, a lot of America got to know this man's face. Well, maybe not a lot of us knew about um, a lot. Uh, some of his uh, dealings and some of the people that he'd worked with. We're talking about, of course, like uh, Mark Elias, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and Mark Elias, of course, who was uh, in cahoots. Well, no, he wasn't in cahoots. He actually worked with the firm. He was probably a partner, etc., of Perkins and Coy. Perkins Coy, Perkins Coy, ladies and gentlemen, until he saw the writing on the wall and he said, well, I better make my own law firm. Okay. I remember anyways, uh, but anyhow, uh, many people got to know Thomas Liddy. That's the man on the screen, the Maricopa County attorney uh, from the proceedings, you know, as he, the defense, ladies and gentlemen, uh, basically maligned, slandered the people. It was actually worse than that. You know, it was it was an outright like, betrayal of the rule of law, ladies and gentlemen. When you have, you know, the, and the entire court proceeding of that was exactly what that was. Especially on the judge's part, you know. And it's easy to see why it is that uh, we can no longer maintain a strong faith <laughs> were it ever there. In our nation, and to the unfortunate note, in our states, the judicial system, the judicial branch. You know, and I know that is quite contrite to what I was saying yesterday about, yes, there are still those in the system that work and we should bolster them. And there are still those that have that servant's heart and there are still those that believe in the rule of law and that have integrity and that are not working in self-interest. There are still those in these industries, fields and offices. But overall, what we've seen time and time again and what has been highlighted Ladies and gentlemen, in cases, and I, I can always reference the John Durham cases, because even though on the outset and to those who just, I don't know, don't understand. No, just kidding. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, we see that like uh, how the judicial system worked and not just in regards to the judge who sits and presides over the court, but to the very way that the judicial system and the process works from the panel of jurors down and then on up to the uh, judges and the uh, defense counsels and the jurors who are all buddies and friends and they all live in the same districts, probably. You know, that kind of a thing. You know, we're carpooling our kids on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday, right, for school. And it's, it's, uh, it's a Judge Baker's turn on Friday, you know, because that's when he gets half day or something. I don't know, you know, something like that. But they're all friends and they're all Clinton donors. What are the odds, right? That's just a small example, you know. 
but you know, one of the worst things I think that this man and the judge to his shame, you know, siding with the defense, Katie Hobbs, in the face of thousands of affidavits. But of course, all he had to do was uh, interpret how he wanted the case to be. And how is that? Of course. And, and I know we might be picking at a scab, but you know what? The time for band-aids are over, son. <laughs> oh, we need, you know, uh, stitches here. Get me a tourniquet, okay? <laughs> like we're bleeding out here, okay? So um, <clears throat> as I was saying, as I was saying, you know, with the, with the judge ruling the way he did in the face of all of that voter suppression and, and then just interpreting how he wants to handle that case. And and even the uh, the complaints that were brought to his court says a lot about the state of Arizona. And of course, for a man like Thomas Liddy to push the blame off onto voters is beyond disgusting, ladies and gentlemen, it's beyond disgusting. For him to say, well, that's what you get for showing up to vote on election day. It's almost as bad as saying, you know, don't vote on election day, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, 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 wait, where's my Luland alert? Where's my Luland alert? Are you ready, guys? We got to do it again. Here it comes. Are you ready? It's going to be an it's going to be in stereo this time. Ready? territorial integrity, territorial Don't do it, Mr. C. Don't do it, Mr. C. Don't talk about it. Don't say it. Don't say. Don't give away our trajectory about voting on election day. You know, because if we don't start voting on election day now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you think that they were not going to use that tactic when we finally get to like only voting on election day, you know, because that was kind of a topic, you know, everyone says vote on election day. And then about a week out there, like, say, stop saying don't vote on election day. I get it. We all need our degrees of separation, right? But as I'm saying, guys, they, what then we wouldn't have seen them use that tactic on the first day of only voting on election day, right? <laughs> it happened for a reason, and it was rather obvious that it was going to go down that way. But for someone like Thomas Liddy to push off the severe, massive, unconstitutional, criminal, ladies and gentlemen, criminal voter suppression that took place in Maricopa County. And we'll say Maricopa County now, even though it happened all across the nation. But this man so disgustingly on a national platform bemoaned and, and blamed disenfranchised voters in his own county. What kind of an individual does it take to litigate like that? Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to know. You better watch out, Katie Hobbs. <laughs> Carrie Lake coming for you. <laughs> 
God, when I found this one, I mean, you know, they make it pretty easy. You know, they make it pretty easy. You can find you can find a, a funky, unkempt Katie Hobbs photograph. You know, if she doesn't have her lesbian Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, uh, hairdo on. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I mean, this woman probably hangs out with Jocelyn Benson and Dana Nessel and freaking... Uh, Jenna Griswold on the weekends, right? They're all up in Aspen at Jenna Griswold's, right? You know, <laughs> Sean Joe, you know what they're doing, son. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> all right, that's enough about that, Mr. C. Okay, let's get serious. I was just catching you guys up on what was uh, the sitch when we last left off. Uh, my, oh my, Governor Lake, I have not seen thy face since last year. <laughs> I told you I was going to use that bit till the end of the year. Okay, maybe that'll be the last time for this episode. But uh, let's look at the pages of the Gateway Pundit uh, from the pen of Jordan Conradson. An update that came just past the New Year's. Carrie Lake files petition to transfer historic election challenge directly to Arizona's Supreme Court. Filing included. Okay. So uh, let's take a gander. And again, we're just catching up here, guys, for those of you uh, who may not uh, have caught this uh, much like I did not at the time. I want to make sure we at least get to uh, keep our audience up to date with what is going on in Maricopa County. On New Year's Eve, Carrie Lake filed a petition in the Arizona Supreme Court to transfer her election lawsuit directly to the state Supreme Court. Katie Hobbs is set to take office this week after her narrow and highly questionable election win. <clears throat> Lake argues that Katie Hobbs' swearing-in ceremony on January 2nd and the electoral chaos that targeted and disenfranchised Republican voters in Maricopa County on Election Day justify an immediate decision from the Arizona Supreme Court and a new election. The filing cites evidence put forward in this case, including the changing and conflicting testimony of Maricopa officials and a sworn testimony by whistleblowers employed by Maricopa to show that Maricopa County failed to verify mail-in ballot signatures, failed to keep chain of custody for 300,000 ballots, and caused massive chaos on election day, causing tabulators to reject tens of thousands of ballots disproportionately targeting Republican voters. The Gateway Pundit reported on the trial that was heard in the Maricopa County Superior Court by Judge Peter Thompson on December 21st and 22nd and the possible perjury committed by Maricopa County election officials regarding election day failures. Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson dismissed the lawsuit on Christmas Eve despite the evidence of massive voter disenfranchisement targeting Republicans and obviously false testimony by county elections officials. The Gateway Pundit recently reported that Carrie Lake filed a petition in the Arizona Court of Appeals arguing the trial court dismissed explosive findings. The Gateway Pundit reported on testimony by cybersecurity expert Clay Perique, who, where he testified under oath that Maricopa County intentionally printed the wrong size ballot images onto election day ballots, causing them to be rejected. Election director Scott Jarrett even admitted that this happened and that the printer setting was changed on election day. 
On election day in Maricopa County, over 50% of tabulators and printers failed the moment that polls opened, causing voters to be turned away from the polls and creating long lines, long waiting times for of four hours or more. This is suspected by many to be an intentional act aimed to disproportionately affect Republican Election Day voters who turned out three to one for Kerry Lake. And if I may bring it back down to the state level, Harris County, we're talking about the same situation where we now have 19 challenges to the 2022 midterms in the state of Texas in Harris County. Just a quick update from Texas, right? So they have the um, they have the um, <clears throat> document here down below. Let me see. Uh, let me gather how many pages this is, ladies and gentlemen. It's 15 pages long. Why we can't read 15? That is just preposterous, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see here. It says, we're not going to read it all, guys. Don't worry. Carrie Lake petitioner plaintiff slash contestant versus Katie Hobb, Cobb, Katie Cobb, Katie Cobbs, ladies and gentlemen. It's Katie Corn on the Cobb. Boy, is she kernelly after she runs away from reporters into the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Katie Hobbs personally as contesty in her contesty. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. Corny Cobbs is contesty, okay? Corny Cobbs contesties. <laughs> sorry, okay, I'm sorry. Hey, if you speak Spanish, you know what I just said, uh, okay? <laughs> Even though I was trying to sound Italiano. Anyways, uh, Katie Cobbs and contesties. <laughs> sorry, guys, let me be serious here. Katie Hobbs personally as contesty and in her official capacity as the Secretary of State Respondent, defendant, slash contestee. <laughs> and Stephen Richards, contestees. <laughs> Wait, Stephen Richard has no testes. Actually, considering that for the second time in a row, he has helped to, uh, you know, uh, just destroy elections in Maricopa County. Yeah, the man might have some testes, but you know, where he lacks on his head, I'm sure he makes up in his pants. Okay. Ah, that was terrible sounding. Strict that from the record. That is not what I meant. I was talking about the drapes, ladies and gentlemen. Stephen Richer in his official capacity. Sorry, guys. In his official capacity as Maricopa County Recorder at all respondents slash defendants. Okay, sorry. I don't have any respect for the comb over, ladies and gentlemen. I just do not. Okay, so... Okay. All right. Let's see what this says. Of course, guys, the first page or so is going to be some of the introduction here. All right. So uh, let's just skip down to brass tacks, America. The extraordinary circumstances of one, a targeted attack on election day voters, two, purely legal issues of statewide importance, and three, the need for expedition, expedition, excuse me, under the fast-moving electoral calendar, the need to qualify this court's decision regarding one, a clear and convincing, uh, convincing versus preponderance of evidence standard in election contests, two, the use of latches to ratify a vested right to violate election laws in future elections. And three, clarification that the election contest's statutory nature does not preclude 
finding unconstitutional elections to qualify as misconduct under Arizona Revised Statutes Sections 16-672A1. Background, a significant majority of voters no longer trust the outcomes of elections in Arizona. A functioning republic cannot exist for long in these circumstances. The evidence put forward in this case, including the changing and conflicting testimony of Maricopa County officials and sworn testimony by whistleblowers employed by Maricopa, proved that Maricopa officials caused the chaos arising at nearly two-thirds of Maricopa's 223 vote centers, admitted after first denying that illegally misconfigured ballots were injected into the election, causing tabulators to reject tens of thousands of ballots, disproportionately targeting Republican voters. At trial, counsel for Maricopa blamed Republicans for voting on election day. You reap what you sow is exactly what attorney, Maricopa County attorney, Thomas Liddy said in that proceeding. Violated Arizona Revised Statute Section 16-621E's chain of custody requirements with respect, nearly 300,000 election day drop box EDDB ballots, including the inexplicable injection of over 25,000 ballots between November 9th and November 10th, allowed tens of thousands of ballots with voters' signatures, which clearly did not match the record signature and were not properly cured to be counted in the 2022 general election in violation of Arizona Revised Statute Section 16-550. The number of illegally suppressed votes and illegal votes cast in Arizona's general election on November 8, 2022, far exceeds the 17,117 vote margin between Carrie Lake, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, Carrie Lake, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, <clears throat> the evidence adduced at trial showed that Arizona's election process is broken. This court is the only body which has the power to restore trust in Arizona's elections. Now, that is quite an opening statement, ladies and gentlemen. That is quite an opening statement. And so uh, let's see here. Argument transfer to this court is appropriate. So uh, let me see here. We're already on page five. Let's let's just go through a little bit more of this, guys, just so we can let it air out. OK. And uh, if anything, uh, you know, I'll see if I can't get this up on. Well, you know, you could always go to the Gateway Pundit here and read it there as well. OK, <laughs> so, but hold on. Uh, let, let's just go through a little bit. So let's air this out, guys, and then uh, we'll we'll we will move on to what has proceeded since that time. Okay, we will move on to what has proceeded since this time. What is going on with my screen, ladies and gentlemen? Hold on. Hi. Okay, hold on. Mm. Oh, I know how to fix it. Just give me one.
I think we're back. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. We are back. Look at I froze right on my screen. Do you see? They're like, quick, take a snapshot. Take a snapshot. Make him freeze half into his box. Okay, right. That sound weird, didn't it? Okay. We'll fix it, guys. We'll fix it. Sorry about that, y'all. It's just technical difficulties, technical, technical something or other. Anyways, getting back to this. Where did I leave off? Right? I don't know where I froze. Yes, Two Rivers, it indeed was a frame freeze. Actually, while I'm waiting for it to go live again, Jiggy Bear, welcome to the chat room, Jiggy Bear. I don't think I've ever seen Jiggy Bear in the chat room before, Jiggy Bear. Welcome on in, Jiggy Bear. <laughs> I like your name, Jiggy Bear. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm in the middle of reading this lawsuit here, or this uh, uh, this uh, a motion to advance to a, a higher court appeal, right? Ooh, what is what is Jiggy Bear saying? Jiggy Bear saying he wants to get his guns and shoot everyone. Is that what you're saying, Jiggy Bear? Let me see what you're saying, Jiggy Bear. <laughs> what are you tired of, Jiggy Bear? I hope you vote. Uh, God, I am really tired of people who think protest your way out of tyranny. You're right, Jiggy Bear. We cannot protest our way out of tyranny. We have to get involved in our local elections. I hope, Jiggy Bear, for all the talk. You are actively involved in your local backyard and you are taking it too. Jiggy Bear says, it's here now, but we do nothing but try and protest our way out of it. What are you doing, Jiggy Bear? Are you protesting or are you actually getting involved at the local level? Jiggy Bear says, they stole two elections and I have people like just hold back while we win. Wait, while we will when we just have to protest more. No, 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 no. We can't just protest, Jiggy Bear. What, who are you listening to? Who show you? I've never seen you in my show. Who shows you going to there saying that? I don't talk like that here. What are you talking about? This is not protest, by the way, Jiggy Bear. Just to make something clear, Jiggy Bear, I'm going to get Baby Bear on you now, boy. Okay? Let me tell you, Jiggy Bear. Let me tell you. This is not a protest. This is litigation. This is lawsuit. This is precedence. This goes into our courts forever. Whether they are crooked or not, whether the judicial system is corrupt or not, it is now a matter of written law, Jiggy Bear. That is not protest. And I know I'm only catching your part of the conversation and not the rest of the people you are having a conversation with in your, in my chat, in your chat room, Jiggy Bear, not my chat room. This is the people's chat room, Jiggy Bear. Okay. So. <laughs> Anyways, what's up, Jiggy Bear? All right, guys. <laughs> Who are you, Jiggy Bear? I've never seen you in my chat room before. What influencer are you? Anyways, just kidding. <laughs> Can we get back to someone who's actually doing something to fight for elections and not just protesting? Let's read the lawsuit. Okay, Jiggy Bear. <laughs> All right, Jiggy Bear, here we go. All right, are you ready? This is what it looks like when you're not protesting, but you're actually doing something. All right, you write lawsuits, okay? You put your money where your mouth is and you don't just cry on someone's show. All right, sorry, guys. I don't, I've never seen Jiggy Bear, so that's why I'm kind of going hard right now. All right, so transfer to this court is appropriate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jiggy Bear. Don't hate me, Jiggy Bear. Ex extraordinary circumstances justify transfer. Okay. Three extraordinary circumstances warrant transfer under Rule 19A3. 
One, Maricopa's electoral chaos targeted Republican voters, depriving Arizona of a free and equal election. Two, respondent Katie Hobbs is due to be sworn in on January 2nd, 2023. And three, purely legal issues of statewide importance justify reversal and thus a new election. Same situations going on down kind of in in, uh, Harris County, Texas, guys. I mean, they're not to the point of going to any kind of Supreme Courts, you know, but the uh, challenges have been filed, which is great because it's that's a lot more than what used to happen, guys, in Harris County, Texas. Okay, Uh, one, the Election Day chaos targeted Republican voters, you know, and this information is worth mentioning again, ladies and gentlemen, to keep it top of mind. And let's not forget about the zeitgeist that keeps rolling over election integrity news, right? We can't seem to get a words wise worth of integrity information in, in elections out there because the zeitgeist keeps rolling over everything with McCarty and Twitters, guys. So can we at least talk about this for a little bit uh, longer than we did? Like, you know, like we did with the 2008 midterm stolen botched elections where everyone just changed the channel the next day and stopped talking about it. Hypocrites. Anyways. Okay. So uh, getting back to this here, guys, the election day chaos targeted Republican voters. The evidence put forward at trial. Yes, I'm rereading it. The evidence put forward at trial and in Lake's special action petition shows Republican voters were targeted on election day to disrupt their votes. This is true both for election day voters versus mail-in voters and for Republican Election Day voters versus Democrat Election Day voters. Without wading into statistics, this court should reverse the dismissal of the constitutional counts because the Equal Protection and Due Process Clause protect against government action that is arbitrary, irrational, or not reasonably related to furthering a legitimate state purpose. Maricopa's deviation from Arizona's law was arbitrary, irrational, and furthered no legitimate purpose. Moreover, even the statistical issues present purely legal question. First, dismissing accounts five and six for failing to state a claim are purely legal. Second, in the bench trial on the tabulator issue, the trial court rejected statistical evidence on whether Maricopa's chaos disenfranchised enough voters to make the results uncertain based on incorrect standards of review by requiring clear and convincing evidence that election officials intended their misconduct to alter the results and did in fact alter the result. To the contrary, this court requires only that non-quantifiable misconduct render the outcome uncertain. Findlay v. Swanson, ladies and gentlemen. Hunter v. Campbell. Miller v. Picacho Elementary School District. This court can, indeed must, reverse on purely legal issues without addressing factual disputes because that is exactly how they got steamrolled in that Maricopa County Court. Two, 
The need for a duly elected governor warrants expediting this matter. The need for a timely determination justifies transfer, including in electoral matters. Arizonans for second chances, rehab, and pub safety v. Hops. This court transferred uh, Fleischman v. Protect Our City to obtain a timely determination whether a proposed initiative would be on the ballot for the next city election. Like Fleischman, this case requires time timely resolution of whether Maricopa's 2022 general election should be vacated and a new one held. Three, and this will be the last one we read, ladies and gentlemen. This matter presents a novel legal issue of statewide importance. This court accepts transfers concerning matters of general or widespread importance. Similarly, the constitutionality of municipal code provisions for removing magistrates warranted transfer because many other municipal codes included similar provisions providing statewide effects. If removing municipal magistrates qualifies, installing a governor a fortiori does. Special action is appropriate because the issues are purely legal. All laws, all cases cited. <clears throat> there is scarcely a matter of great statewide importance than protecting the integrity of the electoral process. The political franchise of voting is a fundamental political right because preservative of all rights, which our constitution mandates, all elections shall be free and equal, and no power, civil or military, shall at any time interfere to prevent the free exercise of the right of suffrage. Petitioners ask this court expeditiously to resolve these critical issues. All right. We just had to give that a breather, guys. We just had to give that one a breather. Right. So this way you can figure out what you're going to put in your lawsuits when you decide to get active. OK. All right. Very good. All right. Let's see. Let's move on. Now, this one came a couple of days later. Again, this is coming from the pages of the Gateway Pundit. Penned by Jordan Conradson, breaking Arizona Supreme Court response to Kerry Lake's petition for transfer and historic election challenge. Now, if there is a complete uh, of everything that has happened. Uh, we will forego uh, the reading of that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we could probably just go here, too. <laughs> like, we probably just go here, too. Okay, they have the full petition. Okay, and you could read it just as we did. All right, so let's just, let's just move along, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just move along. We'll get to the main point here, I promise. Okay, so... It says here, however, oh, wait, sorry. Let me go ahead and bring that up for you. However, the Supreme Court told Carrie Lake, the court notes that the Court of Appeals has entered a scheduling order directing respondents in the special action proceeding. The court order, the order continues. No good cause appears to transfer the matter to this court. The Gateway Pundit reported that a three-judge bench in the appeals court scheduled the morning of January 24th for a conference and oral argument in Carrie Lake's appeal. Interesting. Okay, so it is ordered 
denying the petition to transfer both the appeal and the petition for special action without prejudice to seeking expedited review of an adverse decision in either proceeding, the order concludes. Lake is still confident that this case will move forward to the Supreme Court, right? So, I mean, in essence, I'm not really behind on the Kerry Lake news. I just, we haven't fleshed it out. I've been off the air for about a week, you know, um, because about three weeks ago, we had an episode that said, the Carrie Lake case will go to the Supreme Court. I mean, she's uh, listen to the words of your governor, Arizona. <laughs> Carrie Lake said it's going to the Supreme Court. Okay. So that's why I posted the, it wasn't clickbait, ladies and gentlemen. And it wasn't like, uh, I wasn't being psychic or anything. Okay. <laughs> it's just obvious when you're watching these things. <laughs> and if Carrie Lake said, she's going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. I believe Carrie Lake is going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Okay. I mean, this stuff is not hard to understand, you know? <laughs> so anyways, uh, but I guess that's just protesting, isn't it? All right. Lake is still confident that this case will move. Oh, I already, I already shared that. Okay. So uh, let's see. There might be an interview here. Is there an interview? Okay, that's the case. We're not going to read the case. Okay, there's not an interview. I do have an interview, though. We are going to watch it. Oh, hey, this is the stand. Uh, this is the stand with Carrie. SaveArizonaFund.com. So you can get more information, ladies and gentlemen. SaveArizonaFund.com. You can make donations, join the grassroots movement. Excellent. Most excellent. Uh, let me see if I can't find. Here it is. Okay. Dur, dur, dur. It takes me to the pages of the Gateway Pundit. Oh, look at they have a lot of. Uh, they have a lot of. Uh, they have a lot of uh, the uh, Brazil uh, like uh, data. It looks like. I'm sure most of you guys have seen that. So, well, maybe we'll play one or two. We'll see. Since it's here, since it's been provided, thank you, Gateway Pundit. Okay. Here we go. This is the one. This is the one. Uh, Maria, do you mind? Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. Uh, you guys couldn't hear her anyway. She was just yapping in my ear. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I got to get it set up for good sound. I apologize. Whenever the screen went out, I forgot to do it that way. So let us go ahead and fixate this situation. I said that's so weird. Okay. There we go. All right. Um, yes. Okay, guys. Uh, uh, it's, it is, it is someone on a globalist operative network called Fox speaking with Governor Lake. Um, and, and, and we are back. I don't know, guys. I have not seen this interview yet. Okay. But the face that Governor Lake is making. I wonder what kind of a conversation these two women were having prior to the camera rolling. Let's check it out. Back with former Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. And Carrie, Joe Biden is visiting El Paso today. No plans to go to Arizona. Do you have recommendations in terms of what he needs to see when he gets there today? Well, I wish he were going and really wanted to see the truth of what's happening at the border. I'm, I'm disturbed that they've tried to sanitize the uh, the images for him so that 
he'll think it's not as bad as it is. It's the worst we've ever seen it in our lifetime. And we went from the best with President Trump because he had actually a really good border plan and Joe Biden dismantled that. I hope he will have a change of heart. I'm encouraged that he's actually going to the border. Yeah. Because he came to Arizona about a month ago and didn't even bother to talk about the border or go to the border. He didn't think it was a problem. I'm encouraged that he's finally uttering yep. the word fentanyl and that he can uh, realize that this is a poisoning of our youngest generation. Right. It's taking a generation from us. Well, Carrie, and you so called I hope it that you, when he you called it an invasion throughout your campaign for governor. You a minute ago said that the other side sabotaged you. How did they do it? And how far are you willing to take this lawsuit? We are suing, and we uh, we are the first court case to even have evidence um, put forth in an election case. Um, really, a lot of people said in 2020 they never put any evidence forward. There's a lot of evidence, and we saw it play out on uh, the election day in Arizona when 60% of the voting locations stopped working as soon as the polls opened on election day, knowing that 75% of the people voting on election day were voting for Carrie Lake, they sabotaged election day by printing the wrong images on the ballots, jamming up the machines. The machines didn't work at at least 60% of the polling locations. And that caused lines of two and three and four hours. People couldn't vote. They got to the front of the line. The machines were jamming mm. and people were disenfranchised. And so we're fighting this and we've got excellent evidence and we're taking it to the appellate court now we will take it to the arizona supreme court and we will take it to the united states supreme court if we need to but we will okay. not allow our elections to be stolen in arizona carrie thanks very much for being here carrie lake in arizona interesting right i mean i'm sure people are like yeah i just saw carrie lake in a globalist operative right uh you know whenever the globalist operatives ask questions like and how far are you going to take this case? You know, I often wonder, you know, are you asking because you want a hot tip or you're asking because your masters are kind of like, find out how far she's going to take this case. OK, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I often wonder, I mean, if you start looking at these people as operatives, right, like even even the really good ones, right? Like, how do you know that they're not just like uh, collecting evidence of uh, collecting information, collecting intel? And we patriots are just so gleefully giving it to them, right? We're like, here, let us know this, and you can know that. I mean, for 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 a uh, an operation like Fox News, I get it, right? It's the reason why uh, you know, individuals, presidents like Trump, will go on there because they have an extended reach, and there's an audience there that I thought was ready to save America, but most of them are not. You know, <laughs> well, I should say, as I was told today, the old guard. Ladies and gentlemen, the old guard, and uh, it's it's an it's an interesting thing, really. They're all beholden to Fox News. <laughs> it's like I said on Lone Star State News. I think it was Lone Star State News yesterday, right? I was like, well, if you ever want to know how much control the MSM has over the world. Just look at the Patriot community. If the Patriot community swoons whenever, you know, the uh, MSM says, boo, then yeah, they still got a lot of control, okay? <laughs> if Pennsylvania goes, yeah, Sean Hannity, Fox News, we love you, and you too, Mahmoud Oz, well, yeah, we get... <laughs> they still got control, okay? <laughs> 
I mean, you know, the day that the Patriot community could be like, really, mainstream media? No, but the Patriot community still follows their talking points. So what's the point, right? Anyways, okay. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the ones that offer analysis on their talking points. Come on, let's not be thick here, okay? All right. Anyways, guys, anyway. Ah! <laughs> I did not realize we were there already. Okay, well, uh, Carrie Lake's lawsuit will move to the Supreme Court. Ladies and gentlemen, we will come at you with future updates, I promise. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, we have stumbled upon some kind of a Klingon who has entered and look at we. <laughs> you guys are going to be like, y'all guys got the same head structure. Fooey on you. No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> I think the shape of my skull is much prettier than his. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, guys, do you guys know who this Klingon is? Right? Do you know who this alien is? He's like the alien mind guy, right? Like, <laughs> do you know the fool that is on this screen? I mean, I see the Ukrainian colors. Don't get me wrong, but this guy has nothing to do with Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> Bum, bada, bum, bum, bum. It is time to talk about Brazil, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the international portion of the Sea Report for this fine Wednesday morning, right? We're already, well, we're Wednesday morning in Texas time anyway. So, uh, okay, if memory serves, this guy's name is Alexander de Moraes, ladies and gentlemen. He is the rogue. I mean, you want to talk about Lena? This is okay. Lena Hidalgo of Harris County, Texas, could only hope to one day hold the power that this man wields in the nation of Brazil. Much to the detriment of the people, much to the detriment of a sovereign nation and a free people and a uh, a, a functional government ladies and gentlemen where there is still uh checks and balances to power and you don't have someone from the judiciary branch judicial branch running the entire government and stripping mayors and governors of their seats because he wants to because he's a judge and he can he he has that purview I mean, you know, far be it that Brazil is not the United States of America, but they have their own way that they function their government. And this guy is just ramrodding through it like it's nothing. He's just like, well, I am Alexander de Moraes, and I've decided that I am going to run over Brazil and I'm going to strip people of their liberties. I'm going to call people election deniers and far right extremists, of course, all in Portuguese. But uh, that is the essence of some of what's going on over there. Let's talk about Brazil. Okay, so uh, I pulled up some articles, I guess, you know, since it, because we know what just happened, of course, uh, was it uh, January 8th, right? And uh, we talked about it yesterday a little bit. It, uh, it was really breaking. Uh, um, I mean, it happened over the weekend. So like, it wasn't like there was any uh, judges or lawmakers in session or lawmaking or judiciizing or however you want to say that word. I might have just created a word. That word might have popped into existence just now. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, no one was in danger. You know, no one was in danger. It's a very, 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 very interesting, you know, uh, when we're talking about 
other nations and indeed even in regards to our nation but elections ladies and gentlemen it boils down to elections how much are the people willing to take how much will the people take ladies and gentlemen um all evidence points to the uh, to the um, fact that we have the people of Brazil, you know, who have been standing up for their rights, have been standing up for free and secure elections. It's like I pointed out last night at the close of the show. You know, we had uh, we have uh, we have Brazilians holding up massive banners in both English and in Portuguese. You know, the phrase we want to see the source code. You know, they're asking for the same thing that we Americans are, okay? And I don't know if it is a fact. Oh, wait, I think we determined that that was a, that was a funny, right? We, <laughs> we determined the fact that it was a funny, right? That um, we had, uh, we had a, what, uh, Steve Bannon and President Trump officiating for, uh, you know, and someone would say something like that because, you know, uh, President uh, Bolsonaro was not even in the nation. He has, he was not even in the nation this entire time. You know, he's been in Florida. His son was over playing, not playing. His son was over, uh, you know, over on the other side of the continent, like attending like a soccer game, you know, like, I mean, and the people of Brazil have been standing up for themselves and for their elections for that sacred right. Okay, that we Americans have taken so for granted, you know, that we had to go through two and a half years to three years of shit show in order to even begin to awaken, lady, to to where we could actually say, hey, we might follow through with this, guys. We might follow through with this. Anyways, let's dig into this fellow here, okay? Because we know what's going on in Brazil because everyone's reporting on the same thing. Well, let's take it from another angle. Let's talk about the bad guy here. Let's talk about this man, okay? We've talked about him before. This man has been, um, well, you know, to say a thorn on the side is quite diminishing of the destruction this man has done in the nation of Brazil, okay? This man, has he's got some pretty heavy-duty heft. He's got some pretty heavy-duty power. The Supreme Court of Brazil is quite the corrupt, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, they work with their media. And yes, they work with their uh, spineless lawmakers, okay? And corrupted lawmakers, yes. At this point, I would say it seems like the military has no involvement with the likes of someone like Alexander de Moraes. But I have shared with you articles in the past where it talked about possible divides within the units over whether or not they would follow with someone like this man or do the will of their nation's constitution. Their oath, ladies and gentlemen, their oath. A closer look at Alexandre de Moraes, a Brazil's top election official. Now, this article comes from a publication called TNR, okay? The New Republic. I, I, I don't know, okay? I don't know what this magazine is, but I pulled it, okay? We're going to find out exactly what kind of a magazine this is, guys, just by reading it, okay? Uh, welcome back to the days of the international segments, y'all. Moraes has kept a close eye on Jair Bolsonaro and helped ensure a peaceful transfer of power, but many analysts worry he's overstepped. So, Moraes has... Okay, so they are making this statement that Moraes has kept this 
close eye on Bolsonaro. And okay, so it's a leftist spit rag. Okay, this is a Marxist globalist piece of crap. Okay, but let's see what it says because it's trying to sound balanced, right? It's trying to sound balanced, but many worry he's overstepped. It's trying to sound balanced. Okay, it's not. It's very unbalanced. It's very, uh, it's very Matt Ararat. Okay, that's what this is. That's Matt Ararat right there, guys. Matt Ararat. Okay, the guy who said you should vote for Lula and you should take a loan out from the IMF. Okay, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, read this article. And guys, we're gonna have to parse through this. Okay, you want to do some hard work. Well, then work with me, honey. All right. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro's peaceful transfer of power to Luis Inácio Lula da Silva following his election loss is thanks in large part to this piece of trash Supreme Court Judge Alexandre de Moraes. The judge has been praised for his dogged campaign to rein in the outgoing far right. I told you guys, just look for the keywords, okay? You'll know exactly if you're reading a Marxist spit rag, okay? But many analysts worry that Morais has overstepped the boundaries of his role and risks denting the high court's legitimacy in the long run. A Bolsonaro, a firmly anti-establishment figure. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Bolsonaro, a firmly anti-establishment figure, but they were using that against him when he was president. Oh, he's a far-right extremist, and they weren't using election denier then because that hadn't quite taken off when he was, you know, uh, before before this year's elections, right? He was not yet an election denier. He was merely spreading the big lie, just like President Trump. Okay, so I don't know. I don't think election denier quite made it to. The shores of Brazil, at least not as far as the lamestream, mainstream, shamestream, fake news, mockingbird propaganda media. But, ladies and gentlemen, they definitely said he was peddling Trump's big lie. Okay? A firmly anti-establishment figure and Morais, a stalwart of Brazilian. See, a word like stalwart, they're a piece of crap. The New Republic's a piece of crap. Okay? I don't know what other, I don't know what else they write. But if they're going to be like, Morais is a stalwart of Brazilian political institutions and we have to honor this man, well, then they're a piece of crap, okay? We're just looking at this for perspective and, you know, just to kind of you know, suss through the lines, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, ultimately someone's going to be like, yeah, you know, and I get it. I'm not from Brazil. I've never studied their government and their politics, but we're living at a time where things are pretty simple to see, okay? And and you can make things as convoluted and confusing as you want, all right? You can make your puzzle as complicated as your pretty little brain can make it, ladies and gentlemen. But fact of the matter is, you have someone who is an outright socialist Marxist who is going to sink this nation into debt under the guise of building up the nation, okay? Who's already been convicted, all right? Who's already been sentenced to jail, who installed people in into the legislature who ultimately removed his felony penalties, ladies and gentlemen, and you think it's not a fix, okay? It's not, it's, I mean, it's pretty easy to see these things now. 
I mean, these are not complicated scenarios. There is corruption and there is someone who's trying to empower his people and save his nation. It's pretty black and white, as gray as you want to make it, ladies and gentlemen. So the New Republic is a piece of crap. Okay, that was the point of that. <laughs> that was the point of that little rant. Okay. So uh, they have feuded bitterly over the past few years. Morais, who was appointed by Bolsonaro's predecessor, has launched multiple criminal probes into the now former president and arrested some of his main allies. Should I do with President Bolsonaro like I do with President Trump? And every time it says former president, I'll say their words, not mine. I'll say tus palabras, na me. Okay. <laughs> Namio. All right, I'll say it in Spanish because I cannot say it in Portuguese. Okay, so, anyways, okay, so uh, is that it? No, it says, okay, it continues. Morais is also investigating the source of lies and death and rapes, thre rape threats against the Supreme Court justices and their families, as well as an alleged online network of businessmen, political advisors, and bots spreading pro Bolsonaro disinformation. What does this sound like? I mean, is there really a conspiracy of bots, of election bots that just go out throughout? You know what they're called? They're called uh, influencers and IIAA. <laughs> Those are your election bots, all the influencers, right? Okay. You know, that's what, is this, is this really, are we having a pandemic of election bots? You know, like a pandemic of a, you know, it's just ridiculous, guys. How much more are the people going to take? How much will we take? How much will we take? Okay, how much more will we take of this? Okay, it's right in our face. It's the most disgusting and rancid and putrid dangling carrot, ladies and gentlemen. And I guess that's why we don't want to take it, you know, but how much are we going to take? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Okay, this is ridiculous. Is, this is the American narrative foisted on the people of Brazil because the people of Brazil had a populace that stood up, that rose up, okay? And they broke the algorithms. Just like we did in America, ladies and gentlemen. It's that black and white, at least to me. I know it's more complicated. I know there's more history. But that is pretty black and white. The people of Brazil do not want Lula da Silva. The people of America, God help them. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, uh, Michael Molahem, a professor at law, uh, the Law Institute of the Pontifical Catholic University of Rio de Janeiro, warned that the court's casting of itself as both victim and judge could come back to bite it. Yeah, don't say victim and judge. How about how about judge and lawmaker? How about judge and police officer? How about judge and president? You know, that is the amount of power the Supreme Court is taking in the nation of Brazil. Okay, that is the amount of power. It's not playing victim and judge. Okay, it's playing judge and jury. Okay, that's what they're doing. That's what Alexandre de Moraes is doing. He is playing judge and jury, and everyone is falling to their knees over him and letting him do it. Like, what kind of immense psycho powers do you have in your brain that you are <laughs> able to do this? Like, I know how 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 wide open is that third eye, sir? You know, how much ayahuasca were you doing in the mountains? Are you like this major brainiac telepath? Like, I am. <laughs> 
going to be like, I'm Wayne the Main Brain Johnson. You know, <laughs> Wayne the Main Brain. Okay, he's going to start. He's going to start floating with the hey, yes, Mister Mental. Right? Okay, so let's move on. Okay, sorry guys, I'm just I'm not trying to make light of this. I mean, after all, their elections were stolen, also, but they're just doing something about it, right? I mean, kinetically. And I, I would say kinetically and civilly, they are doing something. You know, we're in, in America, we're at the point we're actually filing lawsuits because that's probably going to get us a whole lot more traction than just protesting, okay? It's going to get us a whole lot more traction than just protesting. But you probably didn't hear that from whomever you might be listening to on the reg, okay? All right, welcome to the show, all right? Okay. So in the runner-up, uh, sorry, in the run-up to the election, Bolsonaro, you're just probably hearing people who complain and aren't doing anything, okay? Anyways, Bolsonaro repeatedly sought to cast doubt on Brazil's electronic voting system, saying it was susceptible to fraud, right? So they're going to run the same narrative on Bolsonaro. They're running the same train on the nation of Brazil that they ran on the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, and it was not pretty and it is not pretty. Many worried that he would refuse to accept the results if he lost and tried to overturn the election in the manner of Donald Trump. A Bolsonaro is an outspoken admirer. He's in Florida, blah, 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 right? Bolsonaro has yet to formally acknowledge his defeat, but he has not contested the results. His office has said it has begun the transfer of power to Lula. Moraes who was appointed the chief election official, was given unilateral power in the last few weeks before the election to moderate what was posted online in Brazil. He was able to order tech companies to remove any posts that contained false information. Bolsonaro's supporters decried the move, but so did many internet law and civil rights experts. This was also happening in many of the publications, right? In many of the, in, in, in the press, ladies and gentlemen, not just online, not just on social media networks. This is the power that Moraes is exerting over the people of Brazil, and they do not want it. They understand very well what is going on, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, crying for the source code, ladies and gentlemen, a piece of it, a piece of it, but the biggest piece, because after all, they don't even use paper ballots, you know, or if they did in the runoffs, I mean, I didn't read that piece of detail, but uh, generally speaking, when Brazil went paperless, they went paperless. They went full machine, ladies and gentlemen, full machine. It says here, Moraes was able to order tech companies to remove any posts that contained false information. Define false information, the New Republic spit rag. Right, that's the name of this thing, right? The New Republic, yeah, New Republic. Yeah, define false information. Bolsonaro supporters decried the move. But so did many internet law and civil rights experts who said it risked tipping into authoritarianism. Nah, it's communism. <laughs> it's communism. Okay, that's what it is. Oh, is that all you got for us? Ah, we don't want to see Lindsey Graham. We're talking about Morais. We're talking about uh, we're talking about Brazilian swamp creatures tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're talking about Brazilian swamp creatures. Okay. Brazilian swamp creatures. Oh, well, <laughs> hey, that's for tomorrow. How did you get there? Okay. Uh, this is from the Rio Times. 
here's another learning lesson for all the influencers out there. Okay, guys, I hope you guys have been taking notes. We had a pretty good episode today. I expect to hear all these talking points tomorrow. I'm going to be listening to every one of you. Okay. <laughs> all right. The Rio Times, ladies and gentlemen, let's have another lesson. Uh, okay. All right. So we'll read the article. Okay. And uh, okay, if you think it is a Marxist spit rag globalist publication, put a one in the box. Okay. And uh, if uh, you think it's a real legit, put a two. Okay. I'm just playing guys. No, I can't do that to you guys because probably you guys are probably just listening. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Electoral high courts, Alexandre, Oh, wait, electoral high courts. Oh, I did read that right. Look at, see, they used the apostrophe the right way. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys remember yesterday's episode? I was like, come on, really? You guys didn't know how to use the possessive apostrophe? I think I got it right this time, right? Okay. And they did. The Rio, the Rio Times did. Okay. This might be a legit publication. Okay. All right. Uh, electoral High Courts, Alexandre de Moraes and his newly created Imperial Superpowers to curtail freedom in Brazil. Now, this was published on November 13th, 2022, ladies and gentlemen. What does this say? Oh, it has like a preface. The spirits I summoned, I now can't rid myself of. Johann Wolfgang van Gogh in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Ah, okay, okay. I was tricked. I saw Van Gogh. Okay, anyways. Alexandre de Moraes retains the Electoral High Court's TSE's exceptional superpowers even after the elections, continues to persecute conservatives, and lets it be known that he will not stop. How interesting. They did not say far-right extremists. Let's see, guys. I might have to, uh, I might have to favorite this publication. At the same time, Brazil is experiencing a veritable popular uprising with millions of citizens taking to the streets and protesting in hundreds of cities every day. They are protesting against Alexandre de Moraes and his superpowers, against censorship, against the curtailment of freedom, and above all, for a neutrally supervised audit of the elections. But let's start at the beginning. Yeah, it's Alexander the Moise. Okay, man, that guy looks deftly. On October 20th, 10 days before the second round of elections, the president of the Superior Electoral Court, Alexandre de Moraes, approved a resolution that gave the court imperial powers until the election results were announced. From that day on, the court decided what could and could not be published on social networks under the threat of removing content without the right to defense and handing the case over to the federal police. This date marks the return of censorship in the country, which had been abolished since the end of the military regime in the 1980s. During the vote, the embarrassed voice of the Justice Carmine Lucia attracted attention. She accepted the motion of no confidence proposed by Alexandre de Moraes, but acknowledged that this could be a step into the unknown. Oh no, Brazil knows exactly what this steps into, ladies and gentlemen. 
they knew exactly. So I was like, what kind of crazy brain powers does this uh, Alexandra de Morais have, ladies and gentlemen? That's what I want to know. Okay. <laughs> this is a special case, said Justice Carmen Lucia. And we are about to go to the second round of elections. The proposed freeze will be in place until October 31st so that voters' security and electoral freedom are not affected. But you know what? We're going to strip you of your you know, First Amendment right and your right to free speech and your right to vote your conscience. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's the Texas caucus, 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 the GOP caucus, caucus, caucus. They're the ones that don't allow you to vote your conscience. Yeah, the people of Brazil can vote their conscience, but they cannot speak their mind. That's a big issue. I mean, that's a lot of light shed right there, guys, don't you think? However, continues Justice Carmen of No Backbone Lucia, or Totally Sold Out and Bought Out, if it turns out that this leads to censorship, this decision should be rev revised immediately. Now, that's the kicker right there. This decision should be revised. Not it will be, not it shall be, but it should be. In other words, whoops, we made a mistake. It should be revised, but we ain't going to revise it. It should be, but we're not. It's our, uh, it's, our, uh, it's our purview, right? It's our preference about whether or not that is going to happen. The elections ended on the evening of October 31st, but censorship from the pen of Alexandre de Moraes did not stop, but has instead intensified. In the past two weeks, the social media accounts of at least seven deputies allied with President Jair Bolsonaro and journalists and digital influencers, blah, there's that word influencers, have been blocked. One of the most bizarre cases was that of economist Marcos Sintra, former finance minister and opponent of the president in the elections. He was a vice candidate on Soroya Thronnik's list. Sintra lost his Twitter account and had to make a statement to the federal police. What crime was committed? Sintra questioned why some Roraima and Sao Paulo polling stations did not register votes for Bolsonaro in the second round. Ah, interesting detail, huh, ladies and gentlemen? So we had polling stations in Roraima and Sao Paulo, where in the second round, no, no registered vote showed up. Hmm, that smells kind of fishy. Yeah, and I could see why he would be targeted, because the man knows where the bodies are buried. Eh, 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 eh. Anyways. The hard doctoral student of the Getilo Vargas Foundation said the TSE owes convincing explanations. He did not question the election's legitimacy or incite demonstrators to protection results. A Kafkaesque process. Uh, Morais monocratic decisions are confidential, that is, secret. They do not have to be justified. He censors as he sees fit, and Brazil has to swallow it. La loïque c'est moi. <laughs> I don't speak French, guys. <laughs> I totally... <laughs> I thought it was Portuguese. Okay, anyways. The censored persons are subjected to a Kafka-esque... Yeah, I'm from Texas. You think I can speak French? Anyways, okay. <laughs> 
Some would argue that I could speak French, but contrary to popular belief, I cannot. Okay, so <laughs> the censored persons are subjected to a Kafka-esque process. They do not know what they are accused of, let alone what they must do to escape the cycle. The only communication comes from the platform stating that the accounts have been withheld by the order of the TSE. It says on Twitter, we cannot provide any more information about the process or give legal advice, but you can contact a lawyer for that purpose. Ro um, Roberto Del Manto Jr., Sintra's uh, attorney, says he simply asked a legitimate question. Every citizen has the right to ask the authorities a question. I am firmly convinced that there was no crime, and yet people like Matt Ararat are like, yeah, vote for Lula da Silva. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm a patriot. Anyways, okay. The judge, Alexandre de Moraes, justifies his decision by saying that it would have been an attack on the TSE and that this could constitute a crime against the democratic rule of law and an electoral crime. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Of course you would, Alexandra de Moraes. I mean, where are you getting your playbook from, huh? That's what I would like to know. That's what I would like to know. Since everyone's like, oh, it's all Trump and Steve Bannon and blah, 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 blah. Steve Bannon, how's your backyard, sir? <laughs> At least I said sir, okay? However, these do not exist because the election has already ended. Morais argues that there is an orchestrated movement behind the popular demonstrations that have spread since the election results. He has branded the protest outside army barracks across the country as undemocratic, which falls into the realm of legal aberration that the Supreme Court's constant investigation of fake news has become. Yes, the fake news rears its ugly head in other nations, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why you got to dig a little bit deeper. Yeah, I got to get some nails, a dirt under those nails, ladies and gentlemen, because if not, all you're going to be doing is looking at the same 18 second clip for 24 hours. Okay. <laughs> anyways, anyways, however, since neither Alexandre de Moraes nor the police intelligence services, civil, military, and highway police have identified the leaders on the street, the option has been to silence the profiles of those who comment on the issue on social networks. The rule is that anyone who questions the electoral process or recognizes the legitimacy of the protests in the barracks will be treated like a criminal. Those who criminally do not accept the outcome of the elections, says Alexandre de Moraes. Those who criminally commit anti-democratic acts will be treated like slaves, ladies and gentlemen. Criminal slaves. Yeah, I put in the word slaves for Mr. Moraes. You might as well call them what they are, right? You might as well call him what he wants them to be, right? You might as well call him what he thinks they already are, right? 
On Friday, November 11th, the Navy, Army, and Air Force commanders issued a public communication defending the guarantee of peaceful demonstrations and condemning the restrictions of rights by state agencies and excesses in actions throughout the country that may limit individual and collective rights or endanger public safety. The military, ladies and gentlemen, fought is fighting against this Supreme Court. According to the Rio Times, okay, yeah, yeah, better believe it. This is a publication from Brazil. <laughs> I told you we'd find one. Okay, so okay, guys, so uh, this is this is this is on the ground reporting. Okay, in Brazil. All right, this is not coming from you know the MSM, right? <laughs> you guys get it by what I've shared with you guys. What we're what we're reading here, right? This is not just someone pontificating and bloviating about, you know, Brazil, okay? We're giving you the hard facts, all right? The ones I've been looking for this whole time, okay? So, getting back to the article, okay? This is insane. You know, it's like I said yesterday. It's not every day that you see a people and their nation ask the military to take over the government because it has totally been, it's, it was a total fraudulent election. It was 100% fraudulent. It was fake as the fake elections here in these United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, okay? And that's another interesting notion, you know, is that when we start talking about all of this election stuff, and, and, and it's weird when you get to a certain level or you get to a certain, I don't know, like a certain outpost, right? They're all good with the machines. They're all good with it. They're anyone who has anything even, even, even value added to put into the conversation about election fraud and election integrity. When you get to a certain level, they are all still on board with the machines. And it's like the machines are one of the biggest facets of how they initiate and execute the fraud. I mean, it's a big factor in it. You know, if they did not have those machines, I mean, they'd have to had, they would have to have weird rules like France does, right? Like, oh, if there's like a little nick in the paper, or if there's like a little, uh, you know, bunny ear on the page or the ballot, well, we got to throw it out. And then all of a sudden, Marie Le Pen has millions and millions of ballots thrown out because there's like a fold in the paper. <laughs> And that's the way they do it, you know? Or, and, and of course, the mail-in balloting. The, the massive free-for-all mail-in balloting, okay? Which is something that we see in all of these nations, okay? But we don't get stories like this, like we see in Brazil, because not all of the nations have a people that are awake and activated and are wanting to end this seemingly endless corruption. Ladies and gentlemen, seemingly endless corruption. Let's dig back in. We'll go back to this one up here. On Friday, November 11th, the Navy, Army, and Air Force commanders issued a public communication defending the guarantee of peaceful demonstrations and condemning the restrictions of rights by state agencies and excesses in actions throughout the country that may limit individual and collective rights or endanger public safety. The document addressed to the institutions and the Brazilian people is a clear message to the federal, federal Supreme Court and the Superior Electoral Court. 
Without naming names, the letter states that the roles of the armed forces is essential to guarantee the rights enshrined in the Constitution, including freedom of thought and assembly and the right to come and go. Regarding the legislature, the text states that the people's chamber is recipient of the wishes and demands of the people in whose name it legislates and acts, always seeking to correct possible arbitrariness or autocratic errors that could endanger the higher good of our society, namely its freedom. And uh, next uh, segment, reactions against the news blackouts. However, the National Congress has never been so cowardly and silently accepted the persecution and imprisonment of deputies. Faced with the complicit silence of Senate President Rodrigo Pacheco, some parliamentarians are pushing for a vote on Bill 371-2022, which could stop the TSE's superpowers. The grouping is led by Gaucho Senator Gaucho 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 <laughs> Senator Lassier Martin Martin Podemos. In Brazil, there continues to be notorious censorship in various forms, where in posts or the profiles of blocked people, there is a climate of intimidation, threat, and fear. The risks of being punished by the authority that today acts like an emperor in Brazil, Minister Alexandre de Moraes. And you so everyone's like, it's Lula. It's Lula. No, it's not. Okay. I mean, Lula's like, Lula's the con artist, the felon that they put into office there. But uh, this article clearly paints the picture pretty crystal. Clearly. Alexandre de Moraes. The Klingon weird alien headed man. Okay, <laughs> he's the man. Okay, and he's been the man forever. I mean, I mean, not forever, obviously. Okay, I mean, there is there is a uh, there is a uh, legislative and judicial history, obviously, for this man in Brazil. Okay, I, I could not speak to that, but I can tell you, uh, with a President Jair Bolsonaro, and especially. Once he was elected, okay, that is when, at least on my radar, this creature popped up. This creature known as Alexandre de Moraes, okay? All right. Martin is the author of one of the petitions for the impeachment of Alexandre de Moraes, which always have the same goal, the dismissal of the Pacheco cabinet. I do not read... <laughs> I doubt there are, uh, I doubt there are, what do you call it, a subtitle. So we'll go ahead and forego. <laughs> but so you can see that is, uh, that is Lassier Martins. And uh, he is the man who uh, has filed, uh, authored this petition to impeach Alexandre de Moraes. Um, it says, in the plenary today, I filed a complaint against the arbitrary measures of the TSE that have created a climate of censorship and violated constitutional provisions. I ask for a vote on my uh, PDL 371-2022, which suspends the decision granting the TSC extraordinary powers during the electoral period. November 8th, 2022, the same day that our elections were stolen again in America, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure there's no type of cross 
connection between these things. In the plenary session of the, sorry guys, of the Supreme Court, the only dissenting vote so far has been that of Justice Andre Mendoica, Mendonca, excuse me, the court's newest member. <clears throat> Uh, the justice said, we all have the task on the one hand to respect the peaceful demonstrations and on the other hand, to ensure a pacification of the national environment that will help us move forward and create a good perspective for the future, said the justice. And uh, it says he rec who recognized the protests against Lula da Silva as legitimate. Vice President Hamilton Mauro a senator-elect also reacted Tuesday, November 8, saying, Patriots are courageously resisting the hatred that leads to censorship being used as a cowardly weapon to jeopardize free debate and democratic reasoning. I'm sorry, democratic questioning. Press consortium applauds censorship. Now, this is how I felt today at the Texas Capitol, right? <laughs> Everyone applauded the death of our nation at the hands of my state. <laughs> Everybody. Hey, what's up, Monsieur Baez? What are you doing awake this late or early, depending on where you are, sir? In fact, uh, let me just take a moment to say hello, hello, hello to anyone who might be joining into the chat room right now or onto uh, the show. Uh, welcome to the Sea Report. We're doing a special late night edition, ladies and gentlemen. We're actually about to wrap it up soon, right? We've already we've already passed the three hour mark for tonight and uh, we're on our last stories. That would be the stories of... Brazil. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. All right. Let me dip in over here. What is up, Moto Cowgirl? How you doing? Good to see you. I need one of those, casual GG. I need one of those. Okay. So, all right, guys. Glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you for stopping in. So as I was saying, this is how I felt in the Texas State Capitol whenever, you know, we had, uh, you know, all of the House basically minus three vote in a rhino as House Speaker in the state of Texas. I'm not talking about McCarthy. OK. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Freedom and liberty died with an applause that day, that fateful day on uh, you died on a Tuesday. Right. That's what I said. I was sitting there and I was sitting there in the uh, in the gallery and I was like, you died on a Tuesday. <laughs> Texas legislative branches, you died. Okay, uh, the election is not over just for Alexander. De, uh, the election is not over just for Alexandre de Moraes. The press consortium has applauded the censorship imposed on conservatives and liberals. Brazil's Pravda treats anyone who publishes information that contradicts its truths as a disseminator of fake news. The headlines of the old media are now multi-adjective, anti-democratic coup d'etat of Bolsonaristas, oh, Bolsonaristas, eh? And similar. Uh, on the portal UOL, for example, one finds an average of at least 10 texts a day attacking the president, blaming the team of ministers Paulo Guaides for an economic disaster that could occur in the Lula da Silva government. But no, they're going to it's going to occur in the Lula da Silva government because he's going to take all these loans out from the IMF and he's going to sink the country and to like uh, probably crash it in like the, the worst way the debt it can debt possible, guys. I mean. He's taking money from the IMF, guys. I mean, he's going to enrich himself and he's going to sink his nation and they will be going the way of Venezuela. 
Is that not a shame? Do you see why the people of Brazil are fighting? They know what happened in Venezuela, guys. They know what happened in Venezuela. Bolsonaro was giving them their guns back. Bolsonaro had a... He didn't even... He did not even force people to take vaccines. And they tried to lay that one on him. Oh, it's your fault so many people died. I wonder how many people would have died if he'd imposed that on the people, you know? It's not so difficult these days, guys, to understand, even in another nation. And that's why it's important also to know our allies, you know? Who are we going to throw our weight behind, okay? We're not alone in this world, guys, when it comes to the fight for liberty, freedom, sovereignty, and, you know, national honor and pride. It's not, we're not alone, okay? We're not alone. But most of us just watch this like a movie, and that is not a comment toward anyone present. Getting back to this article, let's finish this up, guys. We're in the home stretch. We're in the home stretch, ladies and gentlemen. Even the secret budget, which was criticized by the press throughout the election campaign, was renamed Amendments by the Rapporteur. The Rapporteur. <laughs> Immediately after the election results, another novelty in the consortium's delight in creating an exclusive ministry for the natives, the Indians. And, and, and that's in their article. So, you know, don't get don't get hard feelings, SJWs. They use the word Indians. OK, it's OK to say Indians in Brazil. OK, it's not appropriation. All right. Okay. And with the choice of names like homeless leader Guilherme Bulos and former terrorist Franklin Martins for the transition team. Did I miss something? Okay, let me uh, beep, beep, back up the truck. What is going on here? Okay, <laughs> The translation is off. No, just kidding. I don't know because uh, I don't know how to read Portuguese. So that's why we're reading it in English. Another novelty is the consortium's delight in creating an exclusive ministry for the natives, the Indians. And with the choice names like homeless leader Guilherme Bulos and former terrorist Franklin Martins for the transition team, another example of the disconnect between Brazil's... <clears throat> Between Brasilia and the street is the legislative houses. In the Chamber of Deputies, Congressman Aureo Ribeiro, Solidarity, a Lulista from the beginning, decided to honor Alexandre de Moraes. Sounds like Representative Lujan here from San Antonio honoring Rhino Date Villain, Republican, right? Rhino, both of them. Okay, sounds exactly like it. Despite the strong protests from colleagues, he approved an award for his tenure at the TSE. A few kilometers from Congress, while more than 100 trucks arrived in Brasilia to extend the vigil of protests, Petisto Chico Vigilante, president of the Category Union, proposed in the district chamber the installation of a bust of Alexandre de Moraes in the federal capital. Man, they have turned this guy into their god, is what it sounds like. He deserves a bust in every square, in every corner of this country because of the civil courage he shows and all the money he's making us from the globalists. As long as we go along with this spearhead, we'll get enriched by our globalist thug masters and debt slavers. 
I mean, that was the that was the translation from Portuguese. Sorry, guys. Okay, okay. Likely, Alexander de Moraes will not stop. He will continue to act outside the law. This article was published with information from Revista Oeste. Wow, guys, that's a pretty impressive article. A pretty impressive article. And that is an impressive forehead, ladies and gentlemen. It's a seven head, ladies and gentlemen. It's a seven head, okay? <laughs> Goodness me, oh my oh. Sonia C says, uh, I'm trying to get in touch with the friend down there in Brazil. I don't know if he's still there or moved back. Been three years since we've corresponded. Wowzers. Well, well, if he is down there, I hope he is uh, well. I hope he is found well, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, we're just about to wrap up. I mean, I had I have stuff, but we've been on for three hours. I cannot do this to myself. Okay. All right. So, uh, that, I mean, I'm pretty satisfied with that. Let me see if we can't catch up real quick. Okay. So just to catch up real quick. Okay. We had, okay, of course we had the protests that happened on January 8th. I mean, this looks staged as sin, right? Okay. I mean, Hey, isn't that the QAnon shaman guy right there? Okay. <laughs> Decoders. Can someone tell me if that's the QAnon Sean guy? The Sean QAnon? How is it? The Q QAnon Shaman? Shaman QAnon Shaman? Is that not him? Isn't that him in the mask? Okay. <laughs> I bet you that's him. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. These people appear everywhere. Okay. I'm pretty sure I saw that guy in Washington, D.C. No, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Uh, the point of me bringing this to y'all's attention uh, was that uh, Bolsonaro condemns the vandalism, um, the five shot and 1,200 arrest and protesters disarmed provocateurs and hand them over to police. Where does this come from? Oh, the Gateway Pundit. Okay. Anyways, so uh, yeah, I, I was just, this one just highlights the fact that President Bolsonaro did not approve. I mean, you know, they're trying to do the same thing with him, of course, as they did with Trump, right? You know, oh, he incited this violence. Okay. You know, I heard that Lula da Silva, okay, uh, takes actually quite a different stance from someone like Joe Biden, you know, uh, uh, to paraquote. <laughs> To paraquote Lula da Silva, uh, basically saying, while I do see President Bolsonaro is politically responsible, he is not legally responsible for what has happened. Okay, so in other words, uh, despite the fact that people like that, uh, that, that treasonous SOB who should be in jail and who should be facing the highest, he should be facing... He should be facing treason charges. I'm talking about Joaquin Castro, okay, the Marxist who uh, is in my district. He should be facing treason charges for doctoring information. He'd be doctored evidence against a duly elected president in a sham impeachment hearing. But because of congressional immunity, this man is, is, is escaping accountability. That's worse. That's just as that is. He is right up Adam Shifty Shift's, you know what, ladies and gentlemen. He's right up Adam Shifty Shift's watermelon head, guys. He should be, he and Adam Schiff should be on the bench for treason. Make no qualms, mistakes. Let's not mince our words. Treason. Schiff and Joaquin Castro. Treason. They should both be 
All of them should be there on treason, guys. I mean, it's all treason. This was all against a duly elected president. Okay. I mean, let's 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 be a rule of law country again, guys. Let's let's start doing it constitutional Republican style, Republican style, constitutional Republic style, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, let let's come on, let's follow through. That is treason. Get rid of congressional immunity, and that stops. Okay, you want Adam Shifty Shift to stop lying? Get rid of congressional immunity. Stop complaining about Adam Shifty Shift lying. Until you get rid of congressional immunity, until you make that an issue, America, Adam Shifty Shift is going to keep on lying. And Joaquin Castro is going to be able to doctor evidence against a duly elected president in a sham in a sham impeachment proceeding. And he's not going to face accountability. Congressional immunity. It needs to go. All right. Next. Nah, President Bolsonaro, he's still the president of Brazil, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, he is, right? He is. Don't be confused. He's still the president, okay? I don't care if they swore in Lulac. <laughs> oh, but that one looks so sad. And then this one's funny. Yeah, I like playing with you know pictures of President Bolsonaro. This one is funny, but this one's a little bit too Mr. Bean for me, okay? <laughs> I like it, you know, but it's a little bit too Mr. Bean. Okay. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I love this one. This one's just adorbs, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So let's finally get over. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, I come upon a respectable picture of President Bolsonaro. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man, I just love it. Um, uh, quick updates on uh, President Bolsonaro's health. Like I said, you know, uh, I think I, I, I last seen an article that was talking about how he was taken to a hospital with uh, severe stomach pains um, uh, this week. Right. Well, I think it was yesterday. Right. In Florida. But as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, this is something that President Bolsonaro has faced before. He was stabbed in like 2017 or 18, ladies and gentlemen. They tried to assassinate him. And he has had, you know, he has had irritable bowel syndrome ever since, guys. Okay, now it's obviously it's more serious than irritable bowel syndrome. But what I'm trying to say is... Um, well, there's no telling if that was the cause of it or, you know, if it was uh, something else. So uh, why don't we appear into it? OK, <laughs> this comes from the DailyMail.co.uk. OK, OK. Brazil's former president, their words, not mine. President Bolsonaro is admitted to Florida hospital with abdominal pains one day after his supporters stormed government buildings. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if there was some kind of connect there, daily.mail.co.uk. Uh, here, I'm going to take this down a notch. There we go. Oh, look. You know, I swear this picture, they used it last time. Okay, so <laughs> do you guys remember the last time we talked about President Bolsonaro being admitted into the hospital? I'm pretty sure this was the same picture. Okay. <laughs> In fact, let me see. When was it? This article was recent, wasn't it? Don't tell me these people are recycling their articles also. Okay, hold on. Hold the door. Hold the door. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, wait, no, wait. That, they do their dates weird like that. Don't get, do not be deceived, Mr. C. Do not. Yeah, January 9th. Okay, so this is fresh. Okay, I just wanted to make sure this was a nice and hot one for y'all. Okay, so. And uh, we will close up uh, today's show on this note. Okay, so uh, it says here, Brazil's Oh, yeah. Uh, Brazil's president, I'm just gonna, you know, so I don't have to waste my words. Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, has been admitted into a hospital in Orlando, Florida, after experiencing severe abdominal pains. The far right politician, you see, you see, far right, okay, <laughs> who is, li and this is from the UK, so take notes, influencers. Just kidding. <laughs> I am just, yeah, you know what? Okay, anyways. It's like, no wonder my, my internet's always getting throttled, right? Okay, the far-right politician who is living in Florida was rushed to Advent Health Celebration Hospital because of his ailments, local media reports. Details of his severe pains have not yet been released, but his admission comes just hours after his supporters wreaked havoc and stormed Brazil's Congress. They refused to accept Bolsonaro's election defeat and yesterday charged into the Supreme Court and presidential palace just one week after the inauguration of his leftist rival, President Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva, who looks like a little leprechaun, right? Okay. So <laughs> I like Mr. Bean too, casual GG17. I grew up on Mr. Bean. All right. Okay. So <laughs> did you see the photograph? Did you see the photo? Look. Does this not kind of have a Mr. Bean-esque kind of vibe to it, right? <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's finish with this article, ladies and gentlemen. What does this say? Mike and Beans? What does that mean? Anyways, okay, let's finish this article. Mike and Beans. Anyways, okay, so. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. <laughs> Okay, reminiscent, the attack, reminiscent of the January. Okay, we don't need to go through all of this. It's just their, you know, fake news. Okay. Um, Bolsonaro, who seemingly has ongoing issues with his abdomen. Seemingly? Hello, he was stabbed in the stomach. Okay. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait. Okay. Was previously admitted to the hospital in Sao Paulo, Brazil in January 2022 because of a blockage found in his intestine. Is it going to mention that he was stabbed in that intestine? Okay, it does down here. Okay, all right. He posted an image of himself lying in bed. Oh, that's the one. I told you guys. Okay, <laughs> I told you. We've seen this photo before. Okay. <laughs> I told you. Okay. Because uh, th they're talking about the January 2022 incident. Okay. When he went to the hospital, it must have been around the time we were talking about it. Okay. He posted an image of himself lying in bed with his thumbs up after being admitted into a ward, telling followers he may have surgery for an internal blockage in the abdominal, ab abdominal region. Uh, Bolsonaro, 67, was stabbed in the abdomen during his successful 2018 presidential campaign and has undergone at least four surgeries since. He lost nearly 40% of his blood during the attack four years ago. It is unclear if his latest ailments in Florida are linked to the stabbing in 2018. Let me tell you what, maybe he was having some spicy food or something like that. I'm not trying to make light, but this man is a fighter, ladies and gentlemen. This man is a fighter, you know. The people of Brazil love this president, ladies and gentlemen. The people of Brazil love President Jair Bolsonaro, okay? So much so that even when he's out of the country, they are still fighting 
for their nation, their people. Mm -hmm. Former President Jair Bolsonaro, their words, not mine, has been rushed to hospital in Florida in Orlando. Uh, Bolsonaro poses. Oh, okay. <laughs> that must have been so cool. Anyways, I mean, how many people do you think recognize this man in Florida? He could probably walk around like at a piggly wiggly and no one would know it was him, right? Like, <laughs> actually, I don't know. I mean, that's conservative town. Some people might be uh, tuned into that. And of course, I'm sure there are people uh, from Central America, maybe, or, you know, naturalized citizens that might know who that is. So, anyhow. Um, let's see here. Okay, so while in Florida, yes, he's been with a professional Brazilian MMA fighter and UFC champion, Jose Aldo. Okay, they went to Disney World. Okay. <laughs> We're reading through osmosis at the moment, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bolsonaro, who's facing a variety of investigations. Okay, we, we already read the other article. That was a pretty big chunk of information, guys. Uh, here are photos of Bolsonaro on TikTok. <laughs> fun, fun stuff, right? According to the Orlando Sentinel, this article says more than 50 well-wishers, some draped in the yellow and green flags of Brazil, gathered outside the residence. For 30 minutes, Bolsonaro posed for photos with his supporters and even wore a USA soccer jersey as they gathered on the driveway of what was reported to be Jose Aldo's home. He also, uh, he has also been filmed inside a local Publix. I told you, okay, <laughs> it might as well be the Piggly Wiggly, okay? <laughs> Have a great night, Sonia C. Thank you so much for stopping in, and uh, I'm glad I was up late tonight, and it's always fun to hang out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, have a good night. Uh, be safe and many blessings, Sonia C. Many blessings. Uh, but yeah, I told you, uh, Publix, it might as well be a Piggly Wiggly. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just funny. Um, okay, so he's having a good time in Florida. He has some indigestion. I'm not trying to make light of it, guys. I promise. I promise. I, I empathize with the people of Brazil. Okay? I empathize with the people of Brazil. You know? It's just I'm not protesting anymore. I'm doing other things, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Okay. Um, I'll give you guys a quick update on this tomorrow. Let me make a note. I'll make a note to be like, hey, look up if President Bolsonaro got out of the hospital, Mr. C. Okay? <laughs> uh, because you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I'm done, okay? My goose is cooked, y'all. Long day, okay? <laughs> long day, long show, right? But we'll be back tomorrow, okay? I'm trying I'm trying to follow through and be a man of my words. So yesterday I said I'd be here, and here I am. Okay, just, just a few hours removed, right, from my normally scheduled time. Uh, all right, guys, so we'll be back tomorrow. Join me here, why don't you? If you liked the show, if you enjoyed the information, please make sure you follow, like, subscribe, whatever app, whatever platform you might be viewing this live stream on, or catch the replays. But hey, you can't catch the replays if you don't follow or subscribe. Option you'd prefer or whichever option your app or platform allows, please make sure you hit that button. And thank you for being part of the audience. Uh, tomorrow we'll be live at 2 p.m. Central Time. That's Texas time for Lone Star State News, ladies and gentlemen. And we will be back.
God willing, at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. For tonight was just a special one-off late-night show, and now I've kept all of you up past your bedtime. So, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for being here in the audience. For more information, visit thecreport.com. And I have been your host, as usual, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Cossidus, signing out now, saying, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night, y'all.